The Comic-Con that is a mile above the rest has returned for 2013, and it's bigger than ever. Stan Lee is at Denver Comic-Con this year. Kelly Hugh is going to be at Denver Comic-Con. Also, Felicia Day from the Guild at Denver Comic-Con this year. You can get a special beer at Denver Comic-Con, the Cape Crusader. Comic-Con 2013. Buy tickets online, denvercomiccon.com. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, our 100th episode spectacular. We are unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic-Con. Also, the best way to listen to Real Nerds Podcast, of course, is with Tweaked Audio earbuds. Logged on to tweakedaudio.com and enter in Real Nerds in the coupon area and get a third off your whole order. I was working overnights all week this week, Mm -hmm. and on overnights there's all these old guys, and they all listen to different radio stations around the club. They put a turn a radio on and they turn on like some different 90s or, or older rock music um and i could just put my tweaked i would run my tweaked audio headbuds through my shirt and stick them in my ears and it would all just drown out all i heard was my music and it was great nice yeah thanks tweaked audio <laughs> com. i didn't know how to follow that <laughs> story up it was heartwarming. Thank but you, Tweaked Audio Earbuds, for preventing James from putting a gun in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, yeah. Well, he works his fingers to the bone. Because I, if I had stocking shelves, that new Justin Timberlake song one more time, suit and tie. Yeah, th- yeah, that totally is what it is. I yeah. yeah, it's not really his new one. You're so not on the I JT train, I know, dude. I'm not. I couldn't be on the JT train less. Trainless. I know, in your car today, we were listening to some, like, devil music or something. It wasn't devil, devil music. music. It was banjos. But they're doing noises like this. Yeah. Join us. People who know, people who know how to get uh, actual notes out of instruments, it's, that's what that sounds like. Mm, really didn't sound like it. Yeah. Sound like... The talented folk. Mush. They're also probably drunk, because it's probably. bluegrass. I mean... If they're blowing into moonshine jugs, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, they don't sweet. do that. I mean, you have to empty the jug first, right. so... It's really just part of the craft. Anyway, we've been doing this shit for a hundred episodes. Of course. If you don't know who we are, I'm Ryan. Next to me is... Brad. And over, kind of away from Brad and me... James. And my wife is here, too. Hi, baby. Hi, honey. That's so nice. Glad my wife's here. That's cute. Yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah, she's probably going (laughs) to just bring the whole thing down. She's going to talk about... Glee. Or the real housewives of Fuckstick City, Oklahoma. Are they good? Um, they're always bitchy, oh, but good. always entertaining. And seriously, so. the, the, my wife watches the most the horrible people on TV. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're yeah. horrible people. I might be responsible for that, because she and I used to watch lots of, like, um, Flava Flav, Flav, you know? Oh, my goodness. New York, New York of Love. I Love New York. That was the name of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, but man. these girls, I, I've said it before, they'll be at, like, some party, and they're all there, and they're all having fun, and then they'll do those, you know, cutaway interviews where they're just sitting down saying... Hey, tell us what you liked about the party. Oh my god, you should have seen Oh my god. Gretchen her with her butt. bitchy bitch bitch dress on and she's uh, a bitch. I, those, ladies, honey, those ladies honey. don't have much of a vocabulary. No, they do like talk trash to each other constantly and bitch each other constantly and get in like meaningless fights all the time. Maybe if they didn't have so much plastic surgery and uh took so much Valium they'd be normal people. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, who wants to who anyway. wants to watch normal people on TV? I always thought like if I had a reality show, like it would be me like reading a book. 
<laughs> for an hour an that episode. Sound, that sounds more interesting. And then occasionally getting up and reading a book. Well, we know that you're, you're a, a decent person. Loud? You're not some backstabbing Grabbing a cup whore. of tea. Speaking of books. Speaking of books, <laughs> we've been doing this for 100 episodes. <laughs> what do we see this week, Ryan? Uh, Brad, you know what? <laughs> it's okay to go on riffs, all right? <laughs> yeah. Everything doesn't have to be structured and up to what Brad says. But this week we went and saw The Great Gatsby. Yeah. Starring Leo. Is he still like considered Leo, or do you have to say yeah. Leonardo no, DiCaprio? No, I think no he's I think Leonardo DiCaprio now. No, Leo was just like his Tiger Beat yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. name. Yeah. But he's he still, was, uh, I think he's still like a heart. Gilbert throb. Grape. Ryan, yeah. don't use that word. <laughs> that's what that's what they said in that movie. You know what, Laura? This is my show. Don't tell me what to do. They uh, and if yeah. I want to call uh, someone a fag like Martin Ryan. Riggs, I can. Okay. <laughs> no. All right, and this is the week that we get pulled off of the internet. Even the internet. This no is exactly how I imagined the hundredth episode would be. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I don't blame me for how I am. I've seen so many you know, movies. It's it's warped my fragile uh-huh. little mind. Ryan, Ryan uh-huh. gets drunk and he starts screaming profanities. Speaking of drunk, have you finally kicked that thing? I tried, you know. I, I got in a lot of trouble last week. I don't know if you guys heard my <laughs> audio tape. <laughs> but here's uh here's my video of me being thrown in jail. Oh, you don't have that? Uh, I thought you know you saved it and put it on the internet, but it's all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm working on it. I'll, I'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's from really uh, high up. Speaking of videos. Really high up. Uh, yeah, make sure May 28th. Brad, I'll get to your shit. <laughs> Fuck. I'm creating a segue, dude. Yeah, that's that's a horrible, horrible segue. You. But every segue is speaking of this. Uh, anyways, did you know that we're making a TV show? No, I didn't. Web what series thing? Were you were you there? I don't remember you being there because I dominated <laughs> the show. Big. Real Nerds Pod Show is debuting May twenty eighth at the Oriental yeah. Theater in downtown Denver, forty eighth, forty fourth in Tennyson, and uh, not really downtown, but well, it's in, it's, in it's in Denver. It's far away from where we all live. Yeah. You know, I seventy in Sheridan in Federal in there. Yeah, but yeah, I should stop by because it's not only us. There'll be other filmmakers there, but we'll be the best one. <laughs> yeah. uh, arrogance always wins awards. Absolutely. And I'm I'm trying to I want to I'm trying to talk to the uh, host to maybe get our table in there. Really? So we wow. might be hanging around and podcasting. Not podcasting, but just like just being a presence the there. Yeah, celebrating our arrival as uh, not just <laughs> an, an audio I'm podcast. <laughs> I want a table there to celebrate our arrival. You guys are blessed called marketing with our jackass. <laughs> um, yeah. No, just uh, you know we're we're going visual guys. Speaking of marketing, yeah. so start wearing some makeup, <laughs> uh, work then, out a little comma, bit. Space, space. <laughs> Speaking of marketing, we're selling T-shirts this week. Oh my God. Uh, by the time, by the <laughs> time this episode, segue. by the time the, uh, it's Brad's segue. I'm just stealing his segue. <laughs> Free show, uh, begging for money. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, well, I mean, yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna put a commercial for the T-shirts before the episode. But, <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> what's important? What's important is. We don't have much time to get the order in. By the time you hear this episode, you're only going to have a day or two. They have to be the orders have to be in by Monday the thirteenth. Um, if if it's Tuesday the thirteenth, we might still have them over that day too. But Wait, just Tuesday, Tuesday. Monday the thirteenth and Tuesday the thirteenth. What the fuck are you talking about, <laughs> Tuesday, sir? Tuesday the fourteenth. Then uh, my point is, when you hear this, if you want a shirt, go online. There'll be uh, a post on there where you can where you can order one real quick. And we should we should also um, put an asterisk on this. We're not making money off of this. No. When you give us <laughs> we're money, s- we're using it to. Buy yeah. your shirt. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all of this goes back into the show for sure. Um, I mean, the costs of everything are way higher than any of what we're making off of these shirts. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, you're just helping us, and and also you get a you get a cool shirt that's got our pictures on it, and you know, and celebrate Super Comic Con. Yeah, absolutely. Which will be there too. We will be there. And they're a limited run, which means like after Monday, we're not printing them ever again. Yeah, that that design is gone. Yep, forever. Yeah, and you will be S O L. I will delete yes. the files like I delete shows sometimes. Yep. <laughs> that file is going to be gone. Oh, don't do But they're really cool shirts. They're, they're Denver Comic Con specials. Yeah. And also, we, sh- we should have a few extra ones if you happen to miss out and you see us at Denver Comic Con, May 31st to June 2nd. But we probably won't. So or if you don't forget a Mother's that. Day present, you should probably order that now. Dude, order two because your mom probably loves to wear two shirts of ours. Yeah, yeah. and it's totally we have a mom appropriate show. So mm-hmm. I also um, invite her to listen. We we did a special where if you ordered a shirt through the hundred through today when we're recording the hundredth episode, uh, you could get if you donated twenty five dollars, you get two shirts along with it. But obviously, there are some people who only listen to the podcast. So if you're one of those people, just if you donate $25 and you put two sizes in there in your comment, we'll still give you these shirts. It's not really a big deal. Um, but that way, the people who listen to the podcast but don't go to Facebook, first of all, why aren't you going to Facebook? But still... Who the um, fuck doesn't have Facebook? You still you still get in on, on our little deal. So. And I, you know, I just also want to say thank you to everybody who's already donated. Oh, dude, We've already had tons of donations. Mm. Yeah. So we really appreciate it. It's been um, really great. Uh, it's one of those things where... You're nervous about doing it because you don't know if anybody's going to like it. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so thank you to everybody. Yeah, it's it's one of those moments where you really sort of put yourself out there and say like, hey, we do a thing and we want you to actually like f- physically appreciate it for us just for a second. And it was nice to have um, at least a little bit of people coming back on like, hey, we, we like you. Actually, a cool moment I had uh, last week, maybe it was two weeks ago, and I went to my dad's house to pick him up and he came out rocking a Real Nerds t-shirt. I was oh, like, hell yeah. thanks, dad. My dad's starting to use the internet. Uh, too, and it's, it's kind of funny. He's on Facebook, and he left uh, a message that he wants shirts. Nice, very cool, and that he's proud of me because I love my wife. I just like it because your your dad always like he's like, "Have you heard about YouTube? They have these videos on it, <laughs> <laughs> and it's always show it like here's his YouTube video. I don't know, it's cute. Oh, it's funny. Well, my dad likes to watch uh, classic rock on YouTube. <laughs> oh yeah, and he says, "I never, they never had this when I was a kid." Yeah, Dad, because... They, know, like, the they never had classic rock when he was a kid? No, like uh, YouTube stuff. <laughs> Sorry, the thing was in the corner. Nice. Yeah. I'll cut that out. So, I was originally going to do something funny for our 100th episode. Oh, cool. And But I couldn't think of anything that was as funny as, you know, us shooting our TV show and... Yeah, uh, all the other Things like that. So, I- I'm going to bring it to a serious, guys. I'm going to ask you guys questions, and I'll start it <laughs> off, just so you guys know exactly what uh, mood I'm going for, Brad. Just kidding. <laughs> Why are you emphasizing me? Because, you know, you know you're the guy who derails everything. Oh, I oh, derail wait, wait, everything? Wait. No, that's James. Oh, yeah, that's my job yeah. here. Totally. So, this is the guy who, before we try to start a show, he talks for like 30 minutes about what he's looking at on his laptop. <laughs> so Can we get this me going? I'm the derailer, I'm which I'm de- derailing right now. we gotta, we got to <laughs> get through this. I'm going to start welling up here. Um, so I, I was going to ask you guys, you know, what is your earliest movie memory and... What really got you liking movies? For me, uh, my parents got a divorce a long time ago. I mean, they've been divorced longer than they were ever married. Mm. And my mom didn't have a lot of money. But we lived in these duplexes in uh, in Golden. And the Green Mountain movie theater, the Green Mountain 6. Uh, I don't know if, Brad, do you remember the Green Mountain 6? I do. I saw Rush Hour there. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, th- th- yeah it's uh, like these little... Um, movie theaters by our house, and when I found out that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was playing there, 
I, that's the only thing I wanted to do. I wanted to see the Ninja Turtles so bad. And uh, my brothers did too. And my mom, you know, she didn't have any money. She's, you know, she's, they just got divorced. And it's still the really, uh, you guys don't come from a divorced family. So uh, it's a really still awkward moment where, you know, your parents seem like they're fighting for your, your attention and things like that. And I just wanted to see the Ninja Turtles so bad. And we went to this school called Earl Johnson Elementary, which isn't there anymore. It's like a post office. And one day we usually take the bus home. And as we were going out of school, there was like this roundabout and my mom's car was parked there. And my, we're like, what was, what was my mom doing there? And she's like, oh, I have a surprise for you boys. And she took us down to the Green Mountain Six and bought us tickets to see Ninja Turtles and uh, got popcorn and, you know, Coke. And it, was, it, was a, it started my really big love affair with movies because it's something my mom couldn't afford. And she still took us there. And uh, I still love Ninja Turtles to this day because of it, because it's just like, you know, and it's one of the first movies I really remember seeing in the movie theater and one of the first movies I really enjoyed. And ever since then, I, I, of all my family members, I've always loved movies. I used to go to Suncoast in the mall. I don't oh, know if you guys yeah. Yeah. remember what's... At Villa Italia? At Villa Italia. And oh, Villa Italia. what I would have my dad do is I loved... I, I couldn't... I was too young to get, like, Friday the 13th and stuff. But my dad didn't care what I watched. You know, he let me watch Predators and uh, Predator. And what I'd do is I'd get um, plastic clamshells for VHS. And I would cut out the... VHS box art and I uh, super glue them on there and my dad would help me so they'd be like really cool uh, special I thought they were like special edition VHS's and but it's just like the most um, the saddest oh man but then I had a whole collection of VHS's you know like Van Damme's Hard Target and uh, Death Warrant Um, but yeah that's how my love affair for movies started and I used to have so many of them and I I just love movies. And uh, Brad, wh- what is your <laughs> memories of movies? And uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I feel like I have an early one that I can't remember right now, but the one I'm remembering right now is seeing Snow White, I guess a re-release. I hope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so old. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, my mom taking me to see that, and all I remember is like the uh, the mining, and they're singing the song in the cave, and that's it. That's like the only thing I can re- my brain can really <laughs> remember from it. And then I guess the next one is 1989, Summer of Batman. Uh, my yeah. dad taking me to that and sitting through when the Joker hand buzzers the gangster guy mm-hmm. and fries his face. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, closing my eyes through that thing. That's um, a scene. Yeah. And just being, like, amazed with Batman ever since then. And then a year later, Ninja Turtles comes out. And uh, I think... Uh, I was watching the cartoon on TV and my mom was doing the dishes and she says, Hey, do you know they're coming out with a movie? Right. And it just blew my mind. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking like big animated version of the show. No live action is awesome. Um, yeah. And then I didn't really see a lot of movies. Uh, like, you know, I saw maybe like one or two a year Mm -hmm. as a kid, like actually going to the theater. Um, yeah. Oh wait, wait, I saw a predator on TV. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like one of my birthdays and then uh yeah it's like the like in the modern era of me actually paying attention to film um kind of started with, like i guess with independence day yeah and then like every summer for like a birthday we'd do like a movie thing like the next year was men in black um so it's really just big willy weekend that became a star big trek first contact life. yeah like a big event for, for a year um yeah. yeah and then um dvds became prolific and uh, I started like 
collecting them. So that's when I started to really study film. And I think the first thing I started, like the first collecting binge I went on was like getting Spielberg movies. And so I'm like watching all the special features and learning the process and stuff. And that's probably what got me here today. So, yeah, the special feature thing, too. I am so funny when I buy movies now because, you know, basically now they have two versions. They have the spare bones. Here's the movie. You can watch the movie. Or there's like the collector's edition that before Amazon, you know, you actually had to seek out and get. Yeah. Um, and, and now, you know, I'm always flipping over the back if I'm ever at Tradesmart or Second Spin or something saying, what version of this movie am I getting yeah. to make sure I get the one where I can watch how Spielberg made War Horse? It's funny that <laughs> you had to choose that one because you know <laughs> I don't have that one. It's funny because I, re- I specifically remember not being somebody who watched a lot of special features until uh, Phantom Menace, which was my, which was my first DVD. It's a great and, DVD. Uh, yeah, it is. And it's some of the best special features I've ever seen. Out Way more, like... Like it's right up there with the appendices of Lord of the Rings, um, where it just took you through everything, which was unfortunate because I watched it all at the time. I didn't realize it, but later I looked back and was like, "Oh yeah!" So it was all these scenes of George Lucas walking into a room and saying, "I want this and this and this," and no one ever saying no, and that's why that movie's not very good. You know, one of my favorite actually special features is from the new trilogy, and mm-hmm. it's it's in this it's on Attack of the Clones, and they were t- it's literally a thirty minutes of them working months on how to animate. Yoda correctly. Oh yeah. And for some reason I was just so fascinated by them yeah. moving just his eyebrows a little bit or something. And yeah, they uh those are great I, special I specifically features. remember the one where they were casting Jake Lloyd and all mm-hmm. it was was they had like videos of the two kids doing the Colorado Zone Jake Lloyd. And neither of them were very good. And George Lucas is standing there and he's got a picture of Luke and a picture of Leia and he's going, Well that kid doesn't look very much like these guys, so go with that one. And I was just like, that's how you did the casting? But anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, I, 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 well, sorry? Sorry, no, go ahead. I totally spaced, uh, also growing up, Laserdisc. Oh, um, you had Laserdiscs. Yeah, we moved to Colorado. My dad f- uh, finished our basement, and he built a theater in there, like a mini theater. Wow. Um, and one of the things he got right, right away was a Laserdisc player, which we barely used because <laughs> where do you get Laserdiscs? <laughs> yeah. But there was a place down on Union. Uh, it's a gas station now. Uh, Union and Alameda. That was a uh, uh, music store, like an indie music store, but they also had like laser discs you could rent. So mm. um, he would, we would go down there and flip through and um, you know rent those out. Like the he bought Gettysburg and uh, he enjoyed it the most because it had like this you know all the cannon and musket mm-hmm. sound mixing really uh, showed the the surround system that he installed and like really yeah. Uh, Showed it off to people playing that one. And then, of course, Terminator 2 was another good one with that minigun. Oh, yeah. Really highlighted the, the, spe- the surround sound speaker setup. So, uh, yeah. And then uh actually got more into Star Trek that way because um, I think they brought home the motion picture once. And then uh-huh. uh, when we went back, I'd rent the other ones. And, yeah, that's how I found Star Trek. So Wow. I can't believe you liked Star Trek having gotten, gotten into it through Star Trek the motion picture. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Uh, I, I, I want to see another movie where they go through giant space doors. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, I was going to tell a story about how we would watch a movie every Friday night in my family and how it was like a bonding moment and how close my family was and how many movies I saw. But that's the exact opposite of both of your stories, and <laughs> now I'm really sad. So I'll tell a different one. Uh, when I was a kid, I was a dick. <clears throat> Um, <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> no, but you also sp- came from a dick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you jerk. Uh, specifically to my brother, like 
when I was really, you know, somewhere between like toddler age and like five or six, like I just treated him like shit all the time. Like I was just a complete brat just to him though. Um, but one of the things that we would do, uh, which was a shame because later in life we became best friends, but, uh, this isn't about the happy part of the story. Uh, one of the things that I would actually really enjoy doing with Jake uh, was when nights when my folks were away, we would watch a movie together. Now, the unfortunate thing is, is that his movie, his favorite movie at the time was E.T. <laughs> he would watch E.T. a lot. I that's where I learned to be terrified of E.T. Um, but you know, anytime basically we would flip a coin and we would call. You know, whoever whoever called the the coin flip got to choose the movie. And any time I chose, it was some Disney movie or something like that, something we'd seen a dozen times. Um, but still, like, I really enjoyed doing that. And it was one of the things that, even though I treated him like shit all the time, um, I, I really liked spending that time watching those movies with him. Um, so, yeah. But then, you know, I, by the time I was 12, I had seen well over a thousand movies i mean because literally every friday night we were watching a movie um going to see everything i remember i remember uh independence day for sure seeing that in theaters and that was a that was a big moment um you know whatever is wrong with that movie fine but um if we ever did a 1996 retro <laughs> film explosion i guarantee that'd be number one because that movie was huge for me yeah um, even though it also scared the shit out of me <laughs> Dude, when when Brent Spiner's up against the glass and he's like, "Release me!" Oh man, no, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I wasn't looking. I was like, "I don't want to see the alien." Shit is fucked up. Didn't sleep for a week. I also forgot. Sorry. Um, That's okay. Step all over. <laughs> uh, also, in 1989, my family would take like month long road trips. Oh yeah. And uh, at one point, we were in Wyoming, and there was a drive-in theater. And at the time, Back to the Future 3 was playing. And we had a oh. Volkswagen with a pop top. Yeah. Band. So uh, my brother and sister fell asleep right away. And I would just, you know, sit up at the very top, like, looking out at the big old big screen with my parents down below. Well, that's awesome because that movie starts with a yeah with drive-in, with a drive-in yeah, theater. Yeah. That was tons of fun. That's so cool. Nice. Laura... You don't really watch movies like we do, but I found out through my wife that when we went and saw Ghostbusters at Alamo, that's like one of her <laughs> favorite movies. <laughs> yeah, no, that touched a nerve with me because he didn't know that I liked that movie. That is like a major movie from my childhood. Well, because I, similar to Ryan, my parents were divorced. And so every Friday night, my dad would take us to Video Vision. If it was, nice. It's now a blockbuster, so probably, which is probably now a Starbucks or something. <laughs> um <laughs> And so we we would each get to pick out a movie, and so that's what we did every Friday night was we watch movies together. And as a result, I got to watch things that probably were not appropriate for someone my age. But I remember because Night Before Christmas was my favorite movie ever, and I don't remember seeing it in theaters. But I remember going to the movie store and seeing that The Hill yeah. on the on the cover of the box and renting it over and over and over and over and over again. And my dad never like said anything about it. And I remember watching like Pulp Fiction when I was when it came out. So when it's I was crazy, really, 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 really little. And I just remember him saying, OK, little girl, close your eyes <laughs> while they watch the rest of the movie. And like so as a result, like nothing. That's why it lets me the one things that Ryan and I connected on early in our relationship is nothing shocks me in movies. Cause I've been seeing it since I was little. Yeah. And it's been something that I've been doing with my family for forever. It's funny. And I thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, when I was like 
10 we took a road trip to california to, to go to disneyland and my parents cool as they are kept making all these references to vacation they were talking about going to wally world and all of that and you know um and but jake and i had never seen it and they were like oh man that's such a shame i can't believe you know we're referencing this movie and you guys don't get the joke so when we get home we got to rent that movie so they went and they rented it and it wasn't until they got in the car and they were driving home that they realized the movie was r and they couldn't remember why <laughs> even though they saw it in the theaters and so uh before we watched the movie, my dad stopped us and he's like, okay, we're going to watch this movie. It's rated R. If you see anything you're not supposed to see, cover your eyes. If you hear anything you're not supposed to hear, cover your ears. If anybody ever asks you, you saw this at a friend's house. <laughs> and then we watched Vacation. And it was great, of course. But uh, that didn't happen often. When I, watched, when I finally saw Pulp Fiction, it was me and my brother when my folks were out of town and I was 16. And then we didn't tell my parents. See, I remember watching it when I was in college, and it was the first I hadn't seen it since I was little. Oh, and when she was doing coke when I was little, I remember saying, "Why is she sniffing the mirror?" <laughs> and I I'd like, I don't know, like you just you don't understand. And I remember, I too remember that the movies that were really, really bad. My brother, my my older brother, and my sister would be watching the movie in the living room. My dad would put on a different movie for me in the bedroom. Yeah. But most of the time, he would just say, little girl, close your eyes. <laughs> well, and I, I remember my uh, one of those weekends when my, my mom was out of town. It was me and Jake and my dad. They rented Blade Runner, and they rented the director's cut, which was not rated at the time. And when they got home, they realized, and they were like, okay, James, you go up and watch Aladdin 3. <laughs> which, which, no, no, that's Aladdin 2. Mm. Aladdin 3 is um, not among thieves. King, King of the, the thieves. thieves. Yeah, 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 which I really love that one. Or at least I did when I was a kid. Um, and so I was like, yeah, hell yeah, I'll go watch that for the 24th time. I don't want to watch a Blade Runner. What does that mean? And then afterwards they told me like, oh yeah, you know, this guy gets his eyes shoved in and like, oh, it was gruesome, but it wasn't, it was not, not rated because it was horrible. It was not rated because it was a director's cut, you know? Um, anyway. He just reminded me of the time, uh, my mom brought home Aladdin, Disney's Aladdin on VHS. Yeah. And, uh, she got like one of those knockoffs <laughs> uh those other studio ones but um yeah, so he brought home like oh cool you brought home aladdin like i wasn't that interested in it but my you know, brother and sister were um but just from the packaging right away i was like whoa wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the blue genie because you'd seen aladdin because yeah i'd seen it yeah. yeah um that's funny but like, they still make those movies er those knockoff yeah cartoons. oh yeah at an early age uh i was already able to recognize yeah <laughs> packaging design like this is clearly Cause, not a disney because heaven forbid that a movie that wasn't disney ever be better than the disney true version. true and in fact but i don't sure think we wasn't. actually even watched it oh yeah, yeah. that's funny I can't remember and your poor mom she goes and she tells your dad they don't even like the movie <laughs> i picked out for it was more like mom this isn't the disney one she's like okay <laughs> <laughs> whatever you know what i'm realizing sorry now? i bet I, you know, our whole motto has has sort of become this whole idea of like want to like every movie, which was a challenge this week. And um, and I remember this story my mom used to tell of taking my brother to go see Down Periscope. Have you seen Down Periscope? Yeah. Yeah. Well, my brother really wanted to go see it because he's into that kind of like slapsticky kind of comedy. Um, but she thought it was going to be like crude or too much just dude humor. Um, so she was like, oh, okay, fine. You know, fine. I'll take you to see this movie. But if I don't like it. Um, but she went into it and she was like, all right, you know, maybe we'll totally want her over. She owns that movie. She loves that movie, you know, and there's that whole sense of like, even if you go to a movie and you think it's going to be shitty, like, I think maybe that's where I got it from. Very cool. Yeah. Anyway. I was talking to Jeff, that's a good attitude to have, like whether you're going to a movie or 
starting a new adventure anywhere you go. That's a good attitude to have about life. Yeah. Expecting things to be good and then sort of going with it if they're not. Don't patronize <laughs> me. What? So what was your second question? No, that no, that was <laughs> that was the that whole, was thing. The whole question. Whole thing, yeah. Oh, okay. That was a whole bit. Yeah. So pretty good. That was go. just that was just I just wanted to get you guys' take and yeah. see how we got to a hundred episodes and why I was able to talk you fellas into doing this with me. And uh, it wasn't that hard. Again, uh, you know, thanks guys. I mean, hundred no. episodes, hundred weeks in a row. Even when I'm not around, you guys still do it. Even when I'm not around, poorly well, apparently. Around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, poorly. Well, know, no, I mean, it I never, never reaches well. the heights when I'm there. But <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what was the date of the first episode? Oh man, May eighteenth. I want to say two thousand eleven. I'm going to say June sixth, nineteen or. Are you guys all two thousand? I'm totally guessing. I'm not guessing. Two thousand eleven. Um, June sixth, sure. two thousand eleven. Sounds like that. X Men. Can I just say X Men? X Men First Class. Yeah, it was X Men First Class as well as. Well, I was. It's crazy. Sure that was May twenty fourth. I was looking to. I was. I was listening to that first episode this week. I haven't listened to the whole thing, but it was funny because I, I. I had forgotten that the first episode. I was not there. Uh, the the week before we had recorded like a beta version, which is the second half of the first episode. Um, but I was not there for the X Men review. There's no structure at all. We start. You guys started the review like ten or fifteen minutes into the podcast, and then just sort of ramble. Um, that's still fun. Then we start um, arguing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And there's like 20 minutes of, and I remember like for weeks afterwards, that first argument about the end of X Men kept coming up. It's like <laughs> Brad and Ryan didn't agree on a movie. Oh no. Uh, now that doesn't matter at all. Like you know, because I was right. Well, <laughs> I don't know, I yeah, actually, I, I do, yeah, <laughs> I am on, I am on your side on this. Yeah, mm. I just um, remember what we had like, it was like three like headset microphones plugged into a laptop <laughs> yeah all in split our, in between uh, one splitter the first apartment we had right when we got married and it was like this shitty basement apartment mm. oh it wasn't that bad no it was shitty we had to turn the air conditioner off to record though because it would pick up everything remember yeah. back in the day when you could hear the cat every episode that's the only reason laura listened <laughs> yeah. to that cat yeah Oh, it's oh, a Mia. We got to get a bell that sounds like that cat, and just every now <laughs> and then, just ring it in the background, right behind the mics. That'll be the the signal you're talking too long. <laughs> but yeah, no, we've come a long way from Brad adding different sound effects in to us sounding better oh, to yeah. getting fans. It's oh hell it's yeah. surreal. You know, me and Brad were talking earlier today, and I said, "Hey, Brad, you think we'd go for a hundred episodes?" He's like, yeah, but I didn't think we'd be as popular as we would be. <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, that's a good uh, sign, yeah. I mean, no. I thought it'd be like Nebcast where we were just doing 100 episodes in a bubble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, you know, the fans are what make us who yeah. we are. Because oh, yeah. um, it started off as us just bullshitting about movies. You yeah. know, Brad came up to me and says, hey, Ryan, you should do a podcast about movies. Like, all right, I'll do one. Yeah, well, we were doing, <laughs> we were doing well, Nebcast, and I was trying to do like, uh, art, like art-centric where we were talking about our past, uh, like growing up together, and also like what we were doing creatively. But most of the episodes when we did get together, we started talking about movies and TV. Yeah. So I was like, why don't we just do a whole show about that? Like, he's more personable. How, it should be like he should run it. How much work could it ever be? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got oh, no man. life. I can spend all yeah. my time editing this yeah. thing, and yeah. Ryan will run it. And our friend James seems to like coming on once a year. 
to talk yeah. about no, ten I, movies in a row. I remember when you I don't remember when Avatar was one of his favorite movies. <laughs> yeah. You assholes. Uh, I remember when that first episode was recorded, and I don't I don't know why I wasn't there for it, but I remember thinking like, oh no, you know, I really hope I can I can find a way to be there as often as I can because I don't want them to think like. I'm trying to flake out, or I don't want to be. I don't want to get settled as a guest host. <laughs> Wouldn't that be shitty? Ugh, you know. Now you're an integral part. And, you know, the just reflecting on uh, all week, I've been thinking about you know how far we've we've come mm. and uh, <laughs> and the <laughs> <laughs> not that far. He just laughs because he said come, so we haven't come that far. Uh, you know, from the headsets, and I'll, I'll never forget. I, I really truly believe one of the biggest turning points in our whole mm. podcasting career is we went and saw Comic-Con episode four at uh, the film center downtown. And as we were leaving, we just had a fan table at Denver Comic-Con at that point, And we'd applied for one. Yeah. But as we were leaving, Beth from Denver Comic-Con was there and they said, Oh, we need, we really need you guys for podcast peak and moderating, moderating panels and stuff. And so I just started emailing her, and then we started, you know, kind of finding our footing. And at Denver Comic Con is when I kind of realized that maybe we do have a voice and maybe people do like us. Yeah. Um, maybe not everybody does, and that's okay, too, because I always said when people start hating us is when we've actually arrived. arrived and we've been getting hate mail, so that's always good. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. When you started talking, I thought you were going to tell the Sully story, which, is, of course, is also, I think, very integral. Because, of course, he was the first person that, like, we met and then... You know, even before he listened to an episode, he was like, oh, you guys, yeah, this is really cool that you're doing this thing. And then, of course, started writing in all the time. And and, and having people write in uh, was really invigorating. Like having yeah. somebody else to talk to, even if they were just asking questions or stuff like that. And um, Alex was the first guy who really did. I mean, yeah. as far as I, I mean, I, it's hard for me to remember, but I mean. No, he, yeah, he uh, was. I'm pretty sure he was the one who, because for a while, I'm like, this guy is our number one fan because. Oh, yeah. He'd say, "Oh, I saw this movie. Are you guys seen this movie?" El- always tweeting us, and um, yeah. it, it's interesting how things in the podcast have defined our podcast. Yeah, and um, that's always that's uh, a happy moment for me, but also a really sad one. Um, of course, but uh, we've also got you know a great friend from Tom now. And, oh yeah, uh, yeah. And those people have expanded. You know, there's more than just one person out there that we know are are, are listening, and it's been really cool. And yes. like, um, you know, when we when we went to Starfest, and we were all running on like two hours of sleep, and you know, uh, and like had had so little motivation, and yet as soon as you talk to anybody, like the 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 just energy of that just keeps you going all day. And that whole that whole process of just having people to talk to is is. Um, is huge. I know this is like the Academy Awards, and it's like, oh, we're so great. But you know, it's no, no, no. It's so cool. You know, at Telluride Horror Show, and someone from Connecticut has heard your show, and they geek out on you. Yeah. Or Starfest, like you mentioned. You, you know, I was tired, but as I was setting up, the the guys who made the movie next to us, Earth Earthbreaker from Cleveland, says, "Oh yeah, real nerds." When I I, I subscribe to you guys because I subscribe to Nerdist. You're like, that's cool that we're integrated with yeah. th- those kind of podcasts. And well, no, and I uh, I rem- I remember at Telluride specifically, I. F- I wish I could name drop right now. Um, the makeup artist and the battery was like, oh Kelly, my god, Kelly McQuaid. You guys are the you yeah. guys are the real nerds, and she was an actual listener. And you yeah. got like she was starstruck meeting you guys and talking to you. And we were like, well, you listen to our show, and you're not <laughs> friends with us. Like, yeah, I always think it's interesting it was a too, really awesome moment when, when people 
we don't look like what people expect us to. Um, or, you know, people say I'm the asshole. I never thought of myself <laughs> as an asshole. Oh, um, have you heard the things you say sometimes? <laughs> no, I do. <laughs> but I always thought as, as, you know, as like a character of who I'm playing. Right. Yeah. But uh, I, I guess, you know, I guess I do have like a dominating personality and I right. never mean for it to come off that way. But sometimes I do come across as like a little arrogant fucking prick. <laughs> but, hey, well, sure I do, that, honey. I think that's part of it is that like none of us actually think of like... I've been thinking about this recently. I don't know that any of us would really call ourselves critics. Like that that no, that word no. is so you know like it's really I, just I call myself is, a movie fan. Yeah, um, and I mean technically we are. We have a platform and we're reviewing stuff and talking about how good or bad it is. But um, I think really we've all just sort of used this as a platform to not just get us talking, but to get other people talking. And that's what's great about it when 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 people write in, like when Cora writes in and tells us that the host is good and I should go see it. All right, fine. Um, and, and, too, you know, Cora too. I did not want to see more warm bodies yeah. based on the trailer. She made us go. But and she I loved that go, movie, and, and it was a fun movie. Um, yeah. Speaking of our great fans, now I know there's another part of this podcast. I'm not sure exactly how it's going to go because Brad has something planned, and he wouldn't tell me what it is. So I'm a little scared about what's going to happen. All I know is we're playing a game, and all each of us should I are, take my pants off? That's <laughs> not a game. That's a nightmare. Oh, okay. Um, each of us are going to be playing for one, our three top listeners. Um, Brad has gotten a $25 gift card to see movies. With, wow. Um, so, James, you're going to be playing for Cora because you two love the host. No way. Oh, my God, Cora. I hope I win. Brad is playing for Dan because... Dan wrote in this week and didn't like Iron Man 3, and anybody who doesn't like anything with Robert Downey Jr. is no more of my friend. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm just kidding. This is just totally random. I just... Yeah. And yeah. I am playing for Mac Brabonics. And oh, cool. how Brad decided on this is Cora is our female voice, Dan is our email king, and Mac Brabonics is our Twitter king. Yeah. So um, that's who we're playing for. Brad, uh, tell us what we're doing. Okay, so I have a $25 gift card. It's not made out to a specific theater yet, so whoever wins it, you know, Guess write in, call in, or tweet in, and uh, let me know which one you want. Um, AMC, Regal, uh, Harkins, I think. Uh, Alamo. <laughs> Alamo, if you're near one. Um, I don't think either of them are. But, uh, yeah, these are our top uh, communicators, and uh, I figured I, was, I wanted to make it an original game, for the show, might, might be fun to do a little friendly competition between us. Yeah. Uh, for our 100th episode, but uh, I couldn't come come up with an original game with all the stuff I've been working on. So, so we're, we're just gonna, gonna play let us fuck. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Sorry. If you want to uh, go over there, we're gonna play a real game. <laughs> um. So I just ripped one off from Doug Loves Movies. Okay. Okay. It's your choice. Um. You can either do build the title or the Leonard Malton game. I love Leonard Malton. Uh, th that's fine. I don't know what. Or build. we can play both. What's build the title? Build the title is where, uh, since we have Laura here, she will suggest a movie title, mm -hmm. any movie title. Um, and what you do is you try to build that title longer by adding other movie titles to it, and it's based on the sound of the uh, title. So also, a and the are dropped off because there's no 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 movies end in the, and you build on the front and the back of the first initial suggestion okay so f say she said shrek 2 right so uh no movies end in shrek so you're after right there adding to the front but on the back it's shrek 2 you can 
Um, be like Shrek to Fairy Tale Land. I don't know. Yeah, if there's a movie called To Fairy Tale Land, or I, uh, I had no, it'd be um, um, yeah. It doesn't have to be like so. It's the number two, right? But you c- it could also be T O O or T W O. Like two for the money, you know. Ah, uh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. Okay. You have to be beginning and end. And, and what's the, Leonard Maltin? Uh, and you try to go as long as you can. Like you get thirty seconds, and if you can't think of a movie, then you're out. You know. Gotcha. Uh, Leonard Maltin is. Uh, I look up a movie. You. Uh, I can't play. I guess you look up uh, look up a movie, and uh, you give uh, a year, and um, a genre to the group and they have to bet each other how many movies they how many names in the cast list from the bottom up that they can guess it in Ooh, so that sounds really hard for instance uh you know you would say the great gatsby and then i'd read off the cast list for the great uh great gatsby after you know ryan said like i can get in five names and i read like the bottom but the bottom is going to be like the the dancers exactly well (laughs) <laughs> Probably not that deep, but um, that's that's the challenge is, like, you want to figure it out before you get to the actual star names. Gotcha. And you can also um, negative bid. So if you, uh, based on the clue that you're given, like the synopsis without any of the details, like r- revealing details, you can, um, like, if you right away, like, know from the genre and the oh, year. So, so you we can also say, get a synopsis. Yeah, you also get a little bit of, like, synopsis. Oh, like, dude, I can do that. It usually doesn't help because all the all the giveaway stuff is ripped out of it <laughs> oh okay so it's like this is leonard malton says that this you know wasn't a good movie you know that doesn't really help you <laughs> yeah um so yeah then you can negative bid so if you know the movie you can also say like then you have to in order the way he lists the names say like the first build person then the second build person and so on that has a lot of stuff on the front end though because we would have to have prepared synopsis for it Okay. Let's do no, the other one. no, you read it off the app. Oh, oh, there's an <laughs> app. Yeah. Oh. I think of a movie, I look it up, and then I tell you how many names are in it, and you got to say. Well, that sounds perfect then. I say there's 14 names in it, and you say, like, I can figure it out. And if you give oh, me. Oh, okay, cool. 12, uh, I would 12 say names. Do that one. That's fine. Yeah. That's way more complicated. <laughs> so then we just. <laughs> Good, because I don't know that I can come up with that many movie names. I was going to say, the other problem is. We probably would just one. be guessing. We'd just be, be like, guessing um, what movies Laura would come up with. Brokeback Mountain. Uh. <laughs> um, flat Broke Back Mountain. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if Flat Broke's a movie. Um, it probably is somewhere. Let me find it. So keep talking. While Fact I checking. Bring it up. Yeah. Brokeback Mountain. Podcasts. This sounds like a great like waiting in line. Should game. we play it after we after we do emails? Or are we just gonna we could just pass it around so that way like I pick a movie and you two have to guess. Maybe we do that too. Yeah. Because that that way uh, that way we're not okay. choosing from first one to five shit. points. <clears throat> yeah, sure. All right, here we go. I already picked one up. Uh, I picked something that I know we've reviewed on the show before. Okay. So can we are um are we, can can we just skip the betting and just like whoever raises their hand first on a name? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> That's not how the game works. Well, yeah, but then the the betting okay. takes it. Yeah. Well, All right. Laura, do you want to play? Sure. Okay. I'm gonna be awful, but I'll try. <laughs> but you can't win. Yeah, I know. Okay. Um, and I guess uh, you're supposed to change directions when, like, you go to the next round. So, like, there's gonna be more than. I'll one start round. with Ryan since he's the host, and then we'll go to Laura, and then James, and then back to Ryan. 
Okay. This makes sense? Yeah. Nope. We all went on this? Go. Okay. And like I said, I picked a movie that we reviewed on the show. Ah, okay. It's from 2009. Okay. We were doing this in 2009? Kind of. (laughs) 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 On a different podcast. Oh, oh, okay. Um, It was in our... Yeah, on Nebcast. I get you. Uh, Okay, so it's a sci-fi movie, 2009. It's energetic and inventive. And it opens with a big action sequence. Oh, okay. I don't know anymore. And it carefully develops its characters and relationships, never allowing visual effects to overpower the content. And there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 names listed in this cast list. Four. Brian can guess in four. Six. You have to bid less than four. Ah, fuck. This is remember it's backwards. Can I can I bid four? No, you have to do three or. Okay, I'll go with three. You can do in three, James. How Um, many names can you figure out this movie with? At the bottom of the cast list. uh, Two. James can do in two. Ryan. I'm gonna go one because I think I know the movie. Ah shit! I should have gone one. Laura. Uh, what's? Oh, sorry. I'm gonna stay. Can uh, I do that? I was say, if it's one, how can they? Uh, if uh, if if uh, you can't do any less than w- if you can't name the movie at this point, then you have you call Ryan and say name that movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Name the movie, fucker. Like, you can give me the one cast member name. Yeah. Tyler Perry. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Fuck. Ah! <laughs> ah! Star Trek. Ah. Ryan has a point. <laughs> <laughs> I could have got it in zero. But you know what the, what the shitty thing is? The first thing that came to mind was 2009. That's the year that Brad thought the tri- uh, Children of Men came out. So maybe it's that. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> um, cool. So Ryan won. That means... Uh, well, usually there's like prepared, pre-prepared like uh, theme category things to choose from. So hang on. I should pick another movie. But Laura will start the betting on this. So Laura is going to be playing for uh, Dan now? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Cool. Uh, unless you still want to pass it around. It doesn't matter. That way, I guess we could do a four-way. But who's the fourth person we're playing for? No. No, it's not. Going. Yeah. yeah. I th- uh, yeah, I thought we were just going to play like between the two people who were like who were not holding the phone. Um, this is an action movie. So this is from 2012, but I think it's actually 2013. Okay. Um, it's a... Shut the fuck up, James. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. A successful buddy movie. What passes for cleverness is a running gag. Uh, That's a long review. Uh, audiences might be hungry for explosions and a high body count. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight names 2012 or 13 action movie i can name it in three laura says three james high body count buddy movie i can name it in one james can name it in one name i don't need one name (sighs) Uh, i'm gonna say the last stand hang on so Laura has to call you again oh, before you. Sorry. Um. Yeah, I call your fucking bluff. 
So Ryan says no names. Yeah. He's just gonna name the movie, and Laura says name it. The Last Stand. That's incorrect. Uh. So Laura gets a point. That's because it's Gangster Squad. That's wrong too. Oh fuck! <laughs> it's Bullet to the Head. Oh, oh. I didn't see that movie. I, that I is wasn't gonna guess movie. that, yeah, but yeah. 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 yeah, their dates are wrong. But hey, you got a point. So sweet. Hey, good for you, Dan. Good job, Laura. For Dan. Sweet. In Ohio. Okay. I knew it was one of those guys. So I was trying I was trying to steal a point. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it was as soon as he, he didn't know the date anymore, that's when I was like, oh, the date's up yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, it came out this year, but it's listed in the yeah, encyclopedia. I, I think it was delayed. I think it was supposed to come out in October. <clears throat> oh, man. It wasn't on my movies, movies of 2012 you didn't see in 2012. Mm-hmm. Okay. The next one. Let's start with James this time. Okay. It's an animated movie. Okay. From 1989. Um, we, did we review it? Oh, no, I just switched to... Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. Any, any movies, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Let's see. What does Leonard Maltin say about it? Um, Followed by an animated TV series and directed video sequel. I can That's name I can it in zero. You. Well, it's not your turn. It has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight names to choose from. James? 1989 animated feature? Yep. I can name it in three. Ryan. I know, I'm thinking. How many names can you... I'm trying to add suspense. I know. How many names can you name it in? Uh, one. Ryan says one. Laura. I'll go with one, I guess. No, you have no, to... You, you have to say zero, and then I'll call you Yeah, one. zero. All right. I call you on your shit. Is it Little Mermaid? The Little Mermaid, yes. No, uh, it, was, it was The Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. Dan is in the That's lead. Laura's Done, favorite. son. Man. They actually do... Uh, pull that uh, thing on the show but since we're the real nerds we'll let it slide no, 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 so no, no, laura no. has two points yeah <laughs> we're going to five right how am i yeah. winning this yeah, no this <laughs> oh, i know i know i'm sorry cora can you do the host as one i'll get that one real well <laughs> yeah, let me think william um, hurt i'm shocked that i got that yeah I very, after i said zero i was like oh it's a little mermaid and after i was like oh fuck i'm gonna make a fool of myself <laughs> now we won't feel so bad when we crush you I used to watch that show on the Disney Network. I didn't know they had an animated show. Yeah, wow. it was awful, that but I loved awful. it. Yeah, it was about like Ariel making friends and like teaching his lessons. <laughs> what <life>. bullshit! <laughs> yeah, who cares? Being about nice that? to people. Yeah, no, 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 no. Okay, the next movie is a 2011 film. I'm trying to figure out what genre. I guess uh, it's under drama, action, sci-fi. Uh, 2011. 2011 okay. drama action sci-fi one two three four five six seven eight names um and ryan ryan is going first yeah ryan goes first this time and i'm trying to figure out um shamelessly manipulative but surprisingly effective yeah that's all i can that's all i can give you ryan how many names can you and there's eight names? Eight names. 2011. Fudge. Um, drama, action, sci-fi. Shamelessly mani- manipulative, and s- but surprisingly effective. I'll try three. <laughs> Laura? <laughs> can I just like call him? Like, what do you like, sure, yeah. like yeah. just call it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you can call him. He's yeah. bidding really ballsy. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would He clearly yeah. doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> See, I will. I will stay. You can call. use the names to Whichever help you figure out what it is. You use. Yeah. So do, do Ryan, I, do I have to call him on it too? 
Or if I think if I think I can guess. Um no. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. But you can if he doesn't figure out you can just oh, for fun okay. say what you think it is. Okay. So Ryan. Yeah. What's this movie? Oh, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he gets it free. <laughs> Dick. Uh Carl Yoon. Mm. James Rebhorn. Mm. Rebhorn or and Hope Davis. Oh, it's uh Moon. That's incorrect. So Laura has three points. <laughs> James, what do you think it Moon, is? Moon was my original guess too, but that's not 2011. Um, source code? Hmm. That's incorrect. It's real steel. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah, I have no idea. Oh, wow. 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 Ryan, you should have got that. That was your favorite movie of 2011. Uh, was it? No, one, one, of one of them. It was on there, yeah. I think it's number 10. Some bullshit. Yeah, the movie sucked. It didn't suck. It was just okay. It borderline sucked. <laughs> All right. Coming from the lady whose favorite movie is Nightmare Before Christmas. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> She's winning. <laughs> She's yeah. On her. She's like, got you by two points. Okay, so our next film is a comedy from 1992. Uh, it has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven names listed. Um, it's Laura's turn. What can I... Say about it, they won't give it away. It has a sequel. Ninety two, oh. you say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's about it. it. Has some slow spots and muffled jokes. What's the genre? Comedy. And you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, eleven names. Um Yep. I can name it in five. I can name it in two. Bullshit, James. City Slickers? That's incorrect. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Ryan has a point. <laughs> What's the two names? Uh, Ed O'Neill and Meatloaf. It's, Friday. Uh, Next Friday. No, I know it. It's Wayne's World. That's right. I get the point <laughs> anyway. Oh, look at you. <laughs> wow. Good job. Someone's actually figuring out from the names. <laughs> well, I guess since I didn't wait for my names. <laughs> yeah. I know. You just blurted it out. Oh, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> Well, no, yeah. he, he blurted it out. Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Ryan's got two. Laura's got three. James has zero. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope Cora still listens to our show. I mean, first we tear apart the movies she likes. Oh. Hey, Cora, remember, I liked the host. Whoa, that's strong. <laughs> hey, Cora, remember, I didn't rip my eyes out at the host. Okay, here we go. Our next movie, who's starting this one? Uh, I start this one. Okay. Uh, it's a 2001 movie. Horror, sci-fi, adventure, thriller, action. What? Genre. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Everything? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Go through them again? A little bit of each of those. Okay. Horror, horror sci-fi, adventure, adventure, thriller, action. All right. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine names. Um, entertaining popcorn movie. Full of scares, lots of fun. Yeah, that's all I, that's all I can give you. How many names can you get it in, James? How many names do you need to figure out this movie? Two. James can figure out this movie in only two names. Well, probably not. I'm still losing. Well, then say like seven names. No, because I don't <laughs> want Ryan. Because Ryan's probably on the same play, page. Well, on. you never know. He might say five, and then he'll go <laughs> Laura three, and then you'll be back to two. Oh, okay. Well, too, remember, if you don't, if I call you on your bullshit and you don't name into, I get the point. Yeah, you're like almost feeding him a. All right, all right, all right, fine. I'll say three. Fine, fine, three. Bullshit. 
Name it. All right. Name, give me the three names. Laura Dern, Bruce A. Young, oh, and John Deal. This is bullshit. I know this one. <laughs> Fuck, because I don't. <laughs> don't. Don't say it. Do you not know it? No, let, give him time to yeah, figure know, it that's out. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Laura Dern. Laura Dern, Bruce A. Young, John Deal. D-I-E-H-L. Shaun of the Dead. No. 2001? Yeah, I know. I've already run out of time, so. Okay. Jurassic Park 3. That's correct. How is that a comedy? I didn't say comedy. It's horror, sci-fi, adventure, thriller, action. Oh, I thought you said comedy. <laughs> That's what threw me <laughs> off. That's why I was originally thinking. Oh, so what am I up to attention. four now? You're up to three and three? Laura's up to three, three? so. Ooh. What kind of real nerd are you, James? I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, um, man. See, everyone's all worried, but I, I, can't, I can't. This brain. Locks things in, guys. Unfortunately. Yep. Much to chagrin of my wife. He never forgets anything. I don't forget anything. It's obnoxious. I'm just bad at games. So we're starting with Ryan this round. Yep. yep. Um, sci-fi movie, 1996. Did we already talk about um, it on 10, the show 11, today? 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, <laughs> 17, 18 names in the cast. Is one of them, Bill Pullman. Spectacular. It's. Avatar. Just kidding. No, 96. Um, yeah, I know. That's why I said just kidding. Oscar-winning special effects are impressive, but the human stories are so dumb. W- what was the genre again? Oscar winner. Sci-fi. Okay. Action sci-fi. Not an Oscar winner. Well, yeah, yeah. No, you Oscar-winning special Oscar effects. Winning, yeah. yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. 18 names, Ryan. Eight. Laura? Six. Four. James, I'm calling you again, buddy. Okay, give me. Four names. Is one of them Bill Pullman? Stop it. Harry Connick Jr., Bill Smitrovich, <sighs> Ross Bagley, and Lisa Jacob. I don't know any of those names, but is it Independence Day? That's correct, James. <laughs> <laughs> oh. When he said Harry Connick, I'm like, it's fucking Independence yeah. Day. Well, I thought you were going to try oh, to yeah, fool right. us. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, like, you know, oh, I'm going to just pick another sci-fi from 96. Oh, uh, no, I was it. trying to help him out, see if he could oh. even get, like, an obvious one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, yeah, but I had no. it. As soon as you said no. 96 and sci-fi, my yeah. first thought You're was the to be impartial, yeah, way to, yeah, way to be impartial. I was trying to throw him off by, like, giving him vague clues and, like, telling the 18 names. and. Yeah, but I said Bill Pullman as soon as you said 96. You should be thanking me right now. You're on oh, the th- board. Oh, no, thanks. Oh, good. Christ. Um, let's see. What else? So we're three, three, and one. Yeah, give me another one. I know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, That's gonna be all shit. They do as I'm not watching. Okay, this is a 1988 movie. Comedy horror fantasy. 1988. 88. Yep. Eleven names. We're starting with Laura, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Great fun, surprisingly good-natured in spirit. Academy Award-winning makeup. Yep. 11 names, yeah. Laura, how many names out of 11 Um, do you require? Five. James? Bullshit. Is that a number? No, I'm I'm, I'm saying I bet she can't call it in five. So you're telling her to name the movie with five names? 1988. Do it. Hot comedy horror fantasy. Okay. Annie Mac- Mac- McEnroe or McEnroe? Andy McEnroe? Annie. 
Okay. Make around. Dick Cavett. Glenn Shaddix. Fuck. Robert Goulet. Sylvia Sidney. Oh, if you said six, you probably would have got it. Because <laughs> the next name. Um, The only thing I could think of is... No, it has to be earlier in the 80s. I don't know. Labyrinth. Oh, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. No. Anyone else know? Beetlejuice. Hang on. James got a point anyway because he told her to name it. But yeah, it's Beetlejuice. Hey, right. but I earned it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you jerk. I wouldn't have gotten it at four, though. I don't what know What was why. that name that I would have gotten? Winona Ryder. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Cool. Back on the board. So three, three, and two. Mm-hmm. It was turning out longer than I thought it would. Uh, Wait, you see. thought that one of us was way smarter than the other? In his version of the game, he was playing it, and he just <laughs> all five points right away. <laughs> well, usually on the Doug Love movies, they play to two points. So, like, oh. uh, and usually so it Laura goes by really fast because one person either names it or a guy just wins by calling it someone on their bullshit twice. So, right. uh, let's see what should we pick next as a movie suggestions. No, if I can suggest just kidding. <laughs> Father's um, Day, you pick which one. Mm. <laughs> Well, I mean, I can, if you want, I can pick a movie and you can take over for Mac Rubonics if you want to play. But I'm I'm so smart. It would be like cheating. <laughs> <laughs> they pick a fucking movie, asshole. Yeah, hang on. Is there not like Give a me some random? More dead air. Huh? Is there not like a random button on the app? No. There should be. Well, like I said, he usually has pre-made categories, so he like pulls a list right, right, together right. and. Cool. Uh, Okay, 2012 movie. 2012. Action sci-fi. 18, 19 people in the cast. Um, savvy, funny screenplay. Uh, that's it. That's all I can say. Well, that's helpful. Action yeah, sci-fi. Without giving stuff away. It's me. And we're starting with James. <coughs> um, wow. 19. 19 to choose from. That's 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 a lot of names deep. I'm going to say four. You can do four names. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, all right, fine, five. I'm still calling him out on that one. Maybe, yeah. You're, yeah. you're calling him on yeah. his four names? Uh, five. He went up to five. I still don't think he can get it. He said five? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, maybe. All right. No, I don't think he can do it. James in that movie? James. Actually, he probably will get it. Sorry. Oh, whatever. All right, James. Man, I'm so tired now. If I get this fucked up wrong. Uh, Lou Ferrigno. Paul Bettany. Jersey Sklom, oh. Skolimowski. Alexis Denisoff. Denisoff. Yeah, Denisoff. Uh, yeah, Alexis Denisoff is enough. The and Avengers. Harry Dean Sandin. The Avengers. That's right. I got on Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So are we on to a three-way you tie for you three? You could have just said Alexis Denisov, and I would have known that movie. Yeah. That's the problem. Three-way tie for threes. Yeah, we're all at three. Should we do the next one wins? Because <laughs> you're sick of this game. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just a good, it's a good tiebreaker moment, yeah. Yeah, I guess, yeah. yeah. Pick, a, pick a really good movie. <sighs> Pressure's on, right? Yeah. Yep. It's okay, uh, we like got time. Disney Princess movie, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm trying to think of like more like everybody movies. Um the one I was looking for wasn't there. We okay. Yeah, uh, the one I was looking for there was a reason isn't there. So I'm just gonna go with another '80s movie. 
but I'm pretty sure we've all seen this, so it should be pretty easy. It's from 1988. It is action. It's animated action comedy family fantasy thriller. I'm trying to find non-revealing stuff in the description. <coughs> Staggering special effects. Um, yeah, that's all I can say. Uh, wow. It won some Oscars. Okay, I got it. I can do it in minus one. Negative one, honey? Yeah, negative one. Yeah, he says negative wow. one. Okay, so that means well, you have I to name the movie and give... And the and first person. And the first person. The and d- remember, this isn't like what was on the poster. It's what Leonard Malton listed as the number one lead. So, I mean, it usually is... Yeah, that's fine. In line with that, but take the chance. You never know. Call him on it, Laura. Do it. Uh, The movie is Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and the actor is Bob Hopkins. Oh, it's Bob Hoskins, my friend. (laughs) 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 I don't know who Bob Hopkins is, but he's on his cast list. So Laura gets a point, and Laura wins. So Laura wins. Bullshit. On a technicality. Way to go, Dan. I will take a. I will. I don't care. I'd that's a bad. That's a bad beat. You know how uh, long I'm I can really rub tired. this my husband's face. I'm sorry. Face? <laughs> 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 I knew what it, who it was too. Bullshit. Hey, if I could pull Independence Day out of my ass. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Well, I Congratulations, hope you enjoyed Dan. me dragging down the show with my stupid little game. Dan, Thanks, Dan. write in and tell me which uh, movie theater you want to go to. Speaking of uh, Dan writing in, it won't drag it down because you're going to be editing it. Yeah, yeah. go for Brad. Hey. <laughs> We're going to start the real show now. Of course, if you've listened to Real Nerds Podcast, you know we see a movie every week, and we also talk about fan mail. We got a lot of fan mail this week. We, we got do. two phone calls this week. Stuff we've been watching. Comic books. It's my, is it my week? No, it's... It's my week. It's James' week. Good. <laughs> Fuck, I don't have one. Because <laughs> you were not prepared. I was not prepared. We do some movie news, box office numbers, but hey, James, my my phone died, so I can't look up our fan mail, so it's fan mail time. You have it. You're, it's right. in, you're it's in yeah. your hands. All right. Um, I, yeah, I'm not used to. I'm not used to running the show. This is weird. 100 episodes, and I'm uncomfortable. Um, first, we got this. Uh, we got this voicemail from uh, uh, Mayo. 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 All right. Um, so let's listen to that one. I have no idea what the fuck you just said. I agree. That was weird. <laughs> well, with what she said, not with you. Just, just said. <laughs> yeah. you, what, do you speak Japanese, Brad? No, I don't. Do you know all. what she said? I'm just guessing it was tons of praise, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure she wasn't saying anything bad. Yeah. That's cool, though. Thanks for calling did she in. Tell you, did she reveal to you what she, was, she said by any chance? No. Cool. I'll, I'll email Adam and have him transcribe it for us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it was something about um, Hello Kitty or something. Aha, <laughs> 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 Hello Kitty, great. So then we also got an e- uh, a voicemail from Russell, too. So we'll, let's play that one, too. Hey there, Real Nerds. It's Russell from D.C. Just thought I'd give you a call and congratulate you guys on uh, 100 episodes. Good job on doing something for 100 straight weeks. Pat yourselves on the back. You know, maybe get yourself a drink. Maybe get yourself a cake, you know, throw a cast party, get drunk, have a stripper jump out of the cake. The good stuff. You know, the things that you do after you do something for 100 straight weeks. You know, like watching movies for 100 straight weeks. Anyways, enjoy the show. I really like last week's episode of Iron Man 3. Um, 
I really, really like the movie. And I just really like the Marvel series and the way that they've gone. Um, and I think you guys are doing a really, really good job. I like the new format. I think you guys have organized it really well. And I am here hoping and cheering for another 100 episodes. And um, good luck, guys, at the Denver Comic Con. And uh, I raise glass to you for another 100 episodes or more. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Thanks, Russell. Um, yeah, I already got a stripper, and you know what? She's asleep on the couch now. So yep, she's covered in hundred dollar bills and yep. um, fluids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Russell. You know, one of my favorite things about uh, Russell's e- uh, voicemail is Google Voice. Every once in a while, um, does uh, transcripts, and it calls him Ruffle. So, yeah. Ruffle from the DC. <laughs> and he agreed with our review of Iron Man, so I appreciate it. Thanks, Russell. Yeah. One of our, I think he was our first voice message caller Yeah, when we started it. Him or Marky Mark, one of those two. Yeah, one of those two. Yeah. Wait, Marky Mark hasn't called us. No. What the fuck, Mark? Why didn't this he call our, us to congratulate yeah, us on 100 episodes? episodes? That's too bad. What Real, nerds. Dick. <laughs> Real nerds. Real um, nerds. This is why I run the show, because scrolling is obviously a hard thing. All right, so we also got two emails, one of which was from Dan, and since he won the uh, the, the prize, uh, he will go first. Uh, greetings. Congratulations on achieving show 100. Thank you, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Uh, it's quite an achievement. I know. Uh, I And I look forward to many future shows. However, I must say that I am in complete disagreement with your review of Iron Man 3. What? What? Fuck you, Dan. <laughs> fuck you. Actually, wait. No, wait. Make sure I say that later because he says something that I'm going to say fuck you to. Yeah, no, we're serious critics here. Yeah. Know, our, our opinions are completely wrong. Or always right. I mean, whatever. Uh, though I wanted to like it, I just couldn't quite talk myself into it. The voiceover narration at the start set the wrong tone and oh, just continued what? to follow. I, I I said that on the show last week. I, I yeah. agree with him on that. No, I, I do yeah. too. Um. And continue to follow every trope of the film that conclu- that concludes the trilogy. The lack of traditional heavy metal soundtrack robbed the film. I hadn't even noticed it wasn't there, but I think he's probably right. I probably kind of missed that. Yeah. Uh, of a lot of the fun and energy that uh, that has come to define Iron Man. Furthermore, Robert Downey Jr. gives his weakest performance of the Avengers Fuck you, series. Dan. Fuck you. <laughs> you say something bad about Robert Downey Jr., you can just jump in the Ohio River. <laughs> Aw. Um, I don't think that runs through the part of Ohio he's in. But anyway. Or whatever. I don't know anything about that. It's actually that. owned by Kentucky, the Ohio River. Is the, it really? Uh, yeah, the actual land itself that the river runs over is owned by Kentucky. Hmm. Um, I said we take it back. <laughs> <laughs> from Kentucky. Um, I I think I think I can see where he's coming from, at least because it's, mm-hmm. it is, it's more of a comedy uh, performance and so uh, I could see that, but I disagree. I like. I, I like. I him. felt he was doing the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thing he's I don't know. I thought he, was, he played it more damaged in this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah that's true. Yeah. Um, as the uh, as the first post Avengers film, Iron Man three was uh, was to set the tone for Marvel Phase two. And if this is so, then there are some dark days ahead. Ooh, man, that's gloomy. Uh, unlike the other Iron Man films, in Iron Man 3, there's no forward thinking or expanding of the Marvel Universe to foreshadow Phase 2, which I, he's he's right, uh, but I think that they are, they're definitely looking at, at Iron Man 3 as, as closing the Iron Man book. You know, there's not going to be an so Iron too. Man 4 before Avengers 2. Uh, there may not be an Iron Man 4 at all, so they, they yeah. have to kind of 
wrap his whole story up as one as one thing. I I think that they did that on purpose. The, the whole Robert Downey Jr. situation, they they don't know what they're gonna if he's gonna continue or not. Right. So they just kind of hedged their bets by and, kind of writing him out. And you knowing, know? yeah, we know what Avengers two is gonna be like villain wise and plot wise and stuff like that. There will be plenty of time in Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor two and maybe even a little Captain America to set up that stuff. Like we don't, I don't think we needed uh, hints at Thanos here. You know, he didn't need to like find an infinity gem and go like, Oh no, what's this thing? And then move <laughs> on. Like have that, have that have mean nothing to the story. Um, uh, forget the fact that it's completely illogical that cap and shield are nowhere to be found when an international terrorist has kidnapped the president of the United States, but the lack of inclusion of the present Avengers or allusion to the first, to the future Avengers kills all the momentum that the Marvel Universe had going for it. Regards, Dan. I uh, agree that sh- definitely S.H.I.E.L.D. probably should have been around for that event. Maybe Captain America <laughs> p- could be busy with something else, but S.H.I.E.L.D., they're like hovering around everything all the time. They probably sh- yeah, should have been somewhere. Too, they didn't know that. They thought the president was dead. Yeah. They thought he crashed in the plane. Well, and uh, like yeah, I, th- I, I agree that I think there should have been some S.H.I.E.L.D., like a little bit more shield to in there, but um, it's sort of just a comic book thing that uh, when when one character has a story going on and it's just about them, that the other characters aren't going to necessarily, you know, pop in. The 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 sort of uh, in in comic books, it's always true that like uh, you sort of look at it as like, well, okay, the reason that Captain America doesn't come and help Iron Man is because Captain America is off doing the Winter Soldier stuff that we're going to see later. You know, like he has his own story going on, and that's also going to be big and important, and that's why he doesn't show up. Um, it's just sort of true. Like otherwise, otherwise every movie has to be an Avengers movie, and that's not the way. Well, this I think can so work. too. I mean, you're right. I think it's just tying up the Iron Man stuff. Yeah, because Shield is in Captain America too. I just read that um, Black Widow and Nick Fury are in it. Oh yeah. So it, I, I think that yeah. That that's that's where I mean, they're going to pick Dan up the shield up good story. points, and I've I've heard those arguments before. Um, yeah, I just I don't like when people say bad things about Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I, it's one of those things where I look at it and I really feel like they 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 wanted this movie to just return to being Iron Man, and you know a lot of people don't really love Iron Man two, and and Iron Man two is the one that is the heaviest with, uh, with the shield stuff and all all all, all the tie in things. Um, and I th- I think focusing it back on just being about Iron Man is is a smart thing. But you know, I could, I would have liked maybe if Nick Fury showed up at one point and was like, "Hey, good job," and that's all. Like, you know, <laughs> just, just a little nod would have been cool. Well, they're keeping tabs when gods fall out of the sky. They can't find ter- uh, terrorist on Earth. Can't keep too. He's yeah. like, too crafty. Yeah. No, he is. Hmm. Yes, he's yeah, too. He's too crafty. They You're find right. Mandarin because the Mandarin doesn't exist. Oh, spo- spo- spoilers. <laughs> so Ryan. Yeah. Hypothetically, mm-hmm. if you had a chance to meet Robert Downey Jr. And he rejects you. What mm. would you do? It's all right. I still like his movies. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. See how that plays out. Yeah. Stay tuned for how <laughs> that plays out. All oh, right. Thanks, Dan. Cool. No, I was just kidding about. Oh yeah. The Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. stuff. And I think he raises some good points. Yeah. Oh yeah. Interview. Thank you, Dan. Uh, Cora also sent us an email. Hey guys, thrilled that James didn't hate the host. Thank you. I didn't. I didn't hate the host. I hate that James didn't hate the host. Um, you haven't seen the host. It might not be hateable. Uh, dude, it's called William Hurt in it. How much can you hate it? Uh, that was quite a surprise. Yeah, it's true. Um, Michael spent all day Wednesday watching Astonishing X-Men, the mo- the moving comic written Ooh. by Joss Whedon on Netflix. Um, I ought to just read the, the book. Art by John Cassidy. Great yeah. art. The problem, my problem with that thing is that it's, 
it is the art from the book and I've read the book. So I, I went and watched it once and I was like, oh, there's nothing to this. Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like reading the book or having somebody read me the book. But it's cool. Uh, it was pretty crazy. We also started watching Dollhouse again and with a little Adventure Time and Samurai Jack too. Bought shirts today too. It has uh, it has been an eventful week. I am super sad that we can't be on the pod show, be at the pod show premiere, uh, but we won't be in town until Wednesday night. Have a great show and see you soon, Cora. Woo! Yeah, thank you, Cora. Thanks, Cora. Anyway, that's mail. Thanks, guys. Making the hundredth episode have our fans' voices because we're nothing without our fans. Absolutely. Yahoo! And now we're gonna, you know, open up our Blu-ray tray. Stick in a disc tray and enjoy oh. the ride. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. I, I saw a few things this week. Uh, I'm going to start with one that's not going to create a lot of conversation between us because two of them I saw will create conversation between <laughs> us. Uh, I, Target has right now $4 Blu-rays. Oh, wow. So Tell I, us more about how you buy movies. Yeah, cool. I will. <laughs> so I went to... I'm giving him shit. Like, just, you know. Fucking asshole. <laughs> so, uh, every once in a while, I'll just pick some random one. And I, I got The Shining. I have not seen The Shining in years. I couldn't even remember. Yeah. Mo- I, I remember Jack Nicholson dead at the end. That's yeah. all I could remember. <sighs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, and I, some it, of us it, haven't it, seen it in, like, 20 years. <laughs> and, and re-watching it, I, it's... It's I, not great. It's... I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. The movie shot really well. Yes. Uh, Kubrick can make great things. I mean, there's some great scenes. Um, I, I think sometimes he gets in his own way, though, uh, because it's too ambitious and it's too... I don't know. I, 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 I liked it, and I, I lo- actually, I love the special features on it because they interview Steven Spielberg and stuff on it. Yeah. Uh, but it, Nicholson's performance in it is a little off to me. Um, but, I mean, there's still great parts when he's... You know, chasing and Shelley Duvall, she's ugly as shit. Like they're, <laughs> yeah, what? They're, she's he's coming up the stairs. And he's like, "Give me the bat," and he's like sticking his tongue out and like reaching for yeah. the bat and stuff. I mean, that's creepy and it's really good. Yeah. And um, but the whole time I'm watching, I can't help but think of the Simpsons episode with it. Uh. <laughs> what I feel like he he does the crazy very well, but he doesn't do like that movie is not character centric to yeah. me. It's why you'll remember I don't know a year or two ago on the show I I went through a whole thing where I. Rewatched that one. I watched the miniseries yeah. as well, um, and I the reason why I think the miniseries is better is because it spends more time actually developing those characters, and so that by the end when the dad goes insane um, and starts doing this crazy stuff to his kids, like it really, or to his to his son and his wife, like it really has an impact, and you really yeah. feel like something happened where yeah, it, it that that movie just sort of gets um, and his whole part at the muddled. beginning, like you don't, I don't believe like. I don't want to say Jack Nicholson's a bad actor in it, but you don't believe him. You know, when he says, they're driving in the car, I forget his lines that he's talking about, but he says, well, cannibalism is when you eat somebody. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And I think, I don't think it's Nicholson. I really think it's uh, Kubrick trying to be weird. Yeah. Um, But there's, I mean, there's some effective moments in the movie. There really is. Oh, yeah. I mean, the whole last hour or so, I think, is is pretty great. But, you know, also, too, I'm watching, this fucking movie is two and a half hours long. Yeah. I couldn't. And yet, and yet, I watch it, and I feel like they leave a lot of stuff out. Like, I, I oh, think they it, do. I I agree with Stephen King, who says that like the the choice to not have the the alcoholism as a subplot in that movie really kills that character. Ah, uh, eh, kills that character. Um, <laughs> and you guys I, watch and it's true. 
Yeah. Did you guys watch the TV version in the nineties? I did. Yeah, that's what I was just saying. Oh. Um, that that yeah, <laughs> you weren't listening. So uh, late. I literally just said that. Yeah, that one does a really great job of spending more time on with him like struggling with his alcoholism and stuff like that. There's mm-hmm. really only one scene in the in in the Jack Nicholson version where he goes to the bar and all of that, but it's it means it, like it's one little scene and it yeah. it, it's not really effective. Um, and the the ghosts are not as as integral or interesting. Yeah, and it's just weird too. I I mean, there's like some. It's just kind of hokey when he's... <laughs> There's a pig that blows a bear. Yeah. And it's just whatever. Yeah. It's just Kubrick. It's, it's not uh, as I'm gonna, I think I'm going to watch it again um, because watching it, then I'm watching the special features and how Steven Spielberg talked uh, uh, to Stanley Kubrick and says, I hated The Shining. Mm-hmm. And he says, and uh, he says that, then I rewatch it and I realize how much I love The Shining. So I, I'm going to take the Spielberg approach and I'm going to rewatch it and see if I see stuff that I didn't like in it. Yeah. Um, but it, it's still, it's not like a horrible movie. I, I just wanted to revisit it um, and, you know, whatever. I should also say that the TV version, the topiary scenes are all really fucking horrible. But uh, What's so a yeah. topiary? Topiaries are like those, those big animals cut out of bushes. And in, uh. in the in in the book and in the TV show, they attack somebody at one point, and it's dumb. That scene should just get taken out of the movie, and then that that whole miniseries would be better for it. Uh, but you should watch that at some point. I think it's really good. Cool, I will. Yeah. Uh, also, when I was at Target, I also picked up Star Trek Four: um, The <gasps> Voyage Home. You watched the one with the whales. I oh did. my god, I'm excited. And it was fucking court. No, actually, I really enjoyed the movie. <laughs> Dude, he did, he did um, too much LDS in the 60s. Yeah. And actually, I was going to post on Facebook. I says, hey, real nerds, Br- uh, Brad and James, guess what movie I watch? Double dumbass to you guys. But I knew if I said <laughs> that, you'd get, yeah. you'd get it. Um, <laughs> and, you know, watching it, the movie's actually really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but watching Star Trek, I realize it's not about the space part. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about what th- the crew and what th- they're their duty is and even though that they were they were i haven't seen the search for spock i've literally yeah. watched two four there's, six there's a gap in the story yeah, that yeah. You're, uh, <laughs> well i mean there's a gap in the story but i mean i understood what was happening yeah, that, g- 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 guess what they find spock yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> they find spock and he's not really they don't know if he's really spock and um you know i love bones in it and i yeah. i think and what's really what i really loved about the movie is i think people have this misconception about william shatner as an actor yeah uh, cuz i think he's really good mm-hmm. um that whole scene yeah. where they're all in you know modern day well modern day san francisco and <laughs> mid 80s san francisco yeah and they're all just oh man it's just so funny that whole yeah. acting pattern that you hear like comedians do all the time is like such an exaggeration of what he can oh. actually do oh there's, yeah there's a what well, moment was it in that movie he's uh he does but, do something like that in the movie. I he does, yeah. but no, I, there's a part actually where he's really good when they find out that Earth is being destroyed by that probe, mm-hmm. and he has like this moment where he has to think about because if they go back to they're going back to Earth to face you know persecution for what they did, yeah, and you know it's that you know he's an honorable man that's what he's doing and he didn't think he did anything wrong, and so even though I, I love the story that even though they did something wrong. He's still going to save the earth because that's how like cool he is. Yeah. And just the whole story is really, I mean, you know, when you read it, you're like, they're going to get whales. It's dumb. Yeah. But you know, but the whole story behind it and, uh, I didn't think it, uh, it'd be funny, but it's really funny. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, the, uh, I think part of it is, is that him, his acting in the series is nowhere near as good as it is in the movies. Mm -hmm. And so that's where that, that exaggerated version of him comes from. And then, yeah, you watch the movie and you're like, Oh man, he's really good. I mean, he's, he's won an Emmy. Like he, 
went on to be a really great actor. So, no, and there's a whole scene too where um, I, I love Leonard Nimoy when he says humans are really illogical mm-hmm. and they're making you know horrible decisions. And there's a part where they have to go back in time and he has to go around the sun and uh, he says something that he's going to guess and it makes you know yeah, casting, make, it like, makes gonna... Admiral Kirk really happy. Yeah. That you're you know he's guess? he's guessing. I trust your guesses more than I trust yeah. most people's facts. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, oh, actually, my favorite my favorite line from the whole movie is uh, she you know they're having pizza and she says, "Where are you from? Outer space or something?" He says, "No, I'm from Iowa. My job is in outer space." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, badass. you know what you make me realize is that part of why that movie is so good and it's so good as a Star Trek movie is because that really is a a Kirk Spock movie. Yeah. You know, like that, that is really a movie about so much of their relationship, you know? Yeah. There's the whales and all that silliness, but, um, what, what you end up loving and taking away is those little moments about, you know, Oh, you're going to guess the stuff like that. that that's so and good. What, who said it today? Like, were you just going to show up into a hospital, in a hospital with scrubs and let you in? I'm like, oh, I saw a movie like that. Yeah, today. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Who that's true. That oh, oh, they're talking, my wife and her friends were talking about being, a nurse, and they said, "Well, you're just gonna show up in Scrubs, and if you show up in Scrubs, you're gonna be a." They, gonna, they, they yeah. did that in that movie. Yeah, uh, so good. There'd be whales. My my favorite <laughs> scene is when Scotty goes to get the um the transparent aluminum, and he gets goes to the computer, and he sits down at the computer and says, "Hello, computer." Starts talking into the. <laughs> and mouse. they're like, "No, yeah. use the mouse," and the, he <laughs> yeah, tries to talk so. into the mouse. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, I like yeah, how they're trying to figure ones. out like, should we give him the formula? Like, how do we know he's not the one who invented it? <laughs> yes, <all laughs> yeah, that, yeah, 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 that yeah. whole conversation about the prime directive is so good. Yeah. Oh gosh, it's great. Just because it's kind of silly, but you know, yeah. I, I honestly, I'm you know, I've never been a Star Trek fan. Yeah, but I started I, obviously the Wrath of Khan, but I'm starting to see the ones that people say are really good. Yeah, and like that one is just, I mean, there's just so many moments in it that, again, it's not about you know the space or the special effects. It's about these characters and yeah. what they're doing. Um, it makes my heart so happy that you're getting into Star Trek and you're seeing the thing that, you know, the, the one big critique that Star Trek fans have about J.J. Abrams' Star Trek is that it's an action movie and not really a Star Trek movie. Uh, and that's the thing you just said, which is that it's not so much about the space. It's about the characters and the dilemmas and stuff like that. And that I, I think that's really cool. I mean, I still love J.J. Abrams' Star Trek. Oh, no, I, I, do, yeah. I do too. Nobody doesn't, but, but, you know. Yeah, but it's cool. And, I, I you know, I... Like I said, I think uh, William Shatner gets a, a bum rap for oh, yeah. you know his portrayal of Kirk, but I think it's pretty good. I'm I'm really excited for you to see six now. I've seen six. Oh, you've seen six. Oh, seen two, okay. four, and six. Cool. So now you got to see. I think you have to watch Generations and then First Contact. Well, he definitely has to watch First Contact. Um, but I mean, in in order to get introduced to the next gen characters, I think it would. I think it's best if you see Generations first. I guess yeah. I, I think it's, I think I mean, but I think I, I'm a guy it. who really likes Generations. So. I'm not knocking Generations. I talked about it on the show earlier. Um, yeah, but I was saying he should probably just watch three and five also first. Yeah, yeah. Get some I, bad ones on you your belt. Seen, they're not. They're not bad. <laughs> uh, Five's kind of bad. You should really watch one though. No God. And see, like I'll lend you one transitional you Star Trek. But it looks pretty yeah. good on Blu-ray. Some of the special effects don't hold up very well. Some of them look really good. Um, you know, you should see five because of the camping scene at the beginning. That's all really good. Yeah, I think the only real bad part is like that, that ending. End, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. I'll watch them. They're only like nine dollars, I think, on Blu-ray right now. So, what the hell? Or thirty-five if you buy the whole pack, like I did. Uh, and so the last thing oh. I watched was I watched the first six a- first six episodes of Game of Thrones. Whoa! Uh, and I actually kind of like the show. Um, oh, fuck you. I don't think it's as. Um, <gasps> 
crazy as you think it is. Um, I don't think it's crazy. Or uh, I think it's nonsensical. I don't know. I really enjoy it. I think Sean Bean's really good in it. And I'm renting it from Blockbuster. I don't want to spend money on this series. Right. Um, but it started really starting picking up momentum after the second or third episode where, you know, the one girl is starting to fall in love with, you know, the Neanderthal. I don't even know what their names are. They have too many names. I know the the pretty boys are bad guys and Sean Bean's pretty badass, even though I already know he dies in it. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, don't get too attached to him. Well, no, I know they <laughs> they had like spoiler alert one time in Entertainment Weekly, and they just blocked out his head. I'm like, <laughs> we you know, know. What, you know, what his costume is. Yeah, um, but I actually kind of enjoyed it. I like the political stuff in it. Um, the show's pretty fun. Um, it's violent. I'm but, so I'm so disappointed. But it's not. Uh, it's still not as cool as Spartacus. Oh hell no! Hmm. And, and and Spartacus is mostly silly. And it still does the political stuff better. Yeah, so um, I was going to watch the whole season, but the last three discs were not available at Blockbuster. So, so you'll watch the show that I hate, but you won't watch the show I love the most. <laughs> well, you know, th- here's my rationale behind it, James. Seriously, is I, after we shot our little podcast show, I was really sunburned really bad. And so I was kind of, I feel, it didn't real feel really good. Uh, yeah. um, so I didn't want to spend time with a show that I knew was smart. Makes mm. sense. So I'm like, you know what? I'll go get a show that's dumb, and and then I ended up liking yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's fair. I'll I'll I'll, I'll agree with that. That's what I watched this week. Brad, what'd you watch? I'm sorry to say, I had nothing to contribute. Oh, you this. you were editing our. Stuff. I was editing stuff. Um, I just comfort watched a bunch of Office. So cool. I don't have a lot either, but I did watch. Uh, I rewatched a couple of things that we'll talk about. Uh, I rewatched Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Nice. Um, just, it's on Netflix. If you've never seen that movie, we gave it. Uh, in 2011, we gave it our award for the best movie of 2011 you didn't see. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you still haven't seen that movie, you should go check it out on Netflix. Um, the uh, And I was watching that movie, and I was like, man, this really sort of, in a lot of ways, it sort of ate Cabin in the Woods' lunch. You know? Like, mm-hmm. it was it was ahead of that movie and yeah. did a lot of those jokes uh, beforehand. I mean, they're, they're both great movies, but it's interesting how they both sort of approached that same genre and took it in very different ways. Yeah. You know? um, Cabin in the Woods looked at it in a very meta way, and then Tucker and Dale just said, like, well, what if the crazy guys in the cabin were actually really great guys that everybody likes and everything else was just circumstance? Um, it's great. Um, and what's what was what was bad about the movie, though, was that there's something else on, on Netflix, and I found it because watching Tucker and Dale versus Evil, it brought up... Um, as as one of the categories, as one of the top categories on Netflix, it brought up violent nightmare vacation movies. What? Yes, uh, which is a really horrible category because it includes things like um, uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Uh, Creature is in there. Oh wow! Uh, Funny Games, which is not like it it is it fits that category, but is not a Cabin in the Woods kind of movie. Antichrist. You know the oh man, what like what a horrible category of just a whole bunch of different shit that's not mm. all the same and not gonna relate to the same people. Um, long story short, I started rewatching Creature. Um, <laughs> you... I totally did. Wow! Stop. And, Go back. <laughs> yeah, so Creature's on there, and the um, the tagline on Creature is "It feeds on you." That's like on the cover. It feeds on you, and that that was the thing. That was I read that and I was like, I need to rewatch this. Wait, um, so 
you saw that you want it made you want to rewatch it. What didn't you get the first time around <laughs> <laughs> that made you um, that made this tagline reevaluate the movie for you? Well, as I said earlier, I was overnights a lot this week, and so I really I've been so I've brain been low damage. on sleep. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been low on sleep. <laughs> And so I was laying in bed and I had just finished watching Tucker and Dale versus Evil and I was like, I'm going to just, I'll turn on Creature and I'll watch like, I'll watch until I fall asleep. But it was so bad that it made me mad and I couldn't fall asleep so I had to turn it off after like, <laughs> I basically got through the sequence at the beginning where they go to the gas station, you mm-hmm. know, that whole cliche part um, and was remembering, it brought back all of the things about like the the one, the two characters that are like, they're pretending to be brother and sister and they're trying to get everybody drugged up so they can bang everybody for some reason. Do you remember oh, that? Yeah. Do you remember I that? do now. Yeah. Oh my God, it's so bad. Um, uh, that movie, dude, it's uh, it's the worst. It's so, mm-hmm. and, I, and like I remembered having a really fun time and sitting next to your wife and laughing about it and all of that, um, but I couldn't, it, it was so painful, I couldn't watch more mm. than 15 minutes of it. So if you haven't seen Creature... Uh, go listen to our review, an episode <laughs> called Creature Feature, um, and then maybe watch Creature on Netflix for five minutes and turn it off. Yep. Uh, but that's everything I have. Very cool. Yeah. Word from our sponsors. Hello, Real Nerds listeners. I'm Mac. And I'm Iliachilix. And we're here to tell you to visit com. Why should you visit SphrixisDomain.com? Well, duh, it's simple. If you like farts and cartoons and bad words and stuff, you should definitely visit SphrixisDomain.com. How do you spell that address, I see? What? I don't know. Fucking S something. I I don't know. I'm, I'm in college. I have no idea. Fine. I'll do it. S-P-H-E-R-X-S- Oh, God, just say the domain part. I don't want to be here all night. Jesus. Did you get any more of a complicated website name? Stupid assholes first. Jesus. Anyway, visit our website where you can read about all the funny adventures of seven aliens struggling to live together in an abandoned warehouse in Denver. Well, what? That's it? What? It doesn't say anything about my crazy hijinks or antics or... <sighs> Ridiculous. Nope. That's all Sphirx wrote down. Well, that doesn't sound funny at all. But you know what does sound funny? <laughs> uh, gross. Oh, man, I'm oh, hungry God. again. Oh, it's so disgusting. Oh. Sphirx is going to be pissed when he sees what you did to his office. Hey, what are you guys doing in my office? It smells like puking farts in here. Go to SphirxDomain.com. Bye! SphirxDomain.com My man spider sense is tingling. Hey, look, it's man spider. How's it going, true believers? When I'm swinging through Colorado and I need comic books, I head to Arvada, Colorado to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. Oh no, the teal troll is attacking me! My son's in danger. Will no one help him? Oh no, it's Man Spider. Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics, the whips the competition with great deals on back issues. 50% off, hold slot, 20% off list price. You want sports memorabilia? They got that too. Where are you going, Man Spider? The teal troll still has my son. Here's web in your eye. Oh no, I'm bested by Man Spider again. So visit 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Arvada, Colorado, 
and tell them the real nerd sent you. For barbecue that can't be beat, try Birdman Barbecue Sauce. Available and original and spicy. These robust, full-flavor sauces have the awesome power to kick your taste buds in their face. And for that smoke and taste on everything you eat, try a new Birdman Smoke and Rub. Caution! Meat left unrubbed may suffer from flavor performance anxiety. You can pick up Birdman Barbecue at local area Ace Hardware stores, Ruff's Barbecue in Golden, and the Danny Cash Hot Shop off-Broadway. You can also like us on Facebook at Birdman BBQ. This is the box office stats. Oh man, do you guys know what the top movie at the box office was this week? Yes. Iron Man 3 with $175 million. Which is pretty good. Yep, second highest grossing movie of all time. Opening weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess Marvel's still going to back up those uh, Wells Fargo trucks to Will, uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s house, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I saw an infographic this week that claimed that he got paid $50 million for Avengers. Is yeah, that right? That's what I read. Man. I mean, that's that's a lot of movie. Or a lot of money. If somebody it if is. somebody paid him sixty million dollars to do the next one, I bet he would say yes. And that's oh, I, so. There's really no doubt in his in my mind. Well, he shows up. For and that's Avengers like one too. fifth of the movie. Like Iron Man is he's front and center, but yeah. Avengers he's just one guy out of yeah. Well, yeah. and two, I mean, he, he's even well, said on the Daily Show that he's they're talking with him to do like two more Avengers movies. They're probably not going to do another Iron Man movie, but they want right. to do two uh, Avengers movies. I was I was Which, talking to my. Sorry. Mm, go ahead. I was talking to my brother today, and I was thinking, like, you know what? The other thing that they can do is, because um, I'd be fine if they recast it eventually. I mean, it would suck, but that's, I, I would rather they recast than reboot. Yeah. Um, but the the other thing that they can do is, you know, the Avengers cast in comics changes. Um, mm-hmm. They could they could do a phase three in which, you know, have Iron Man all the way up through Avengers two. And then do a phase three in which they do, like, maybe they make a Doctor Strange movie or, you know, a couple other characters yeah. like that and have those characters come in so that maybe the only the only characters that show up again in Avengers 3 are uh, Captain America, Black Widow, um, the Hulk, and Star-Lord or something like that. And then a couple of new ones that they also bring in. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to have Iron Man in it. Like, that character does not define the Avengers. I mean, it does sort of in the mainstream culture, but if yeah. they've got 20 movies under their, their belt, they've got some stuff to work with where they don't necessarily have to rely yeah, on Robert Downey Jr. I think Downey that's the, the thing they're most scared of is because Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man are, is so integrated into yeah. what people expect out of the Avengers Yeah, is like, that maybe they don't want to lose that. Can you imagine someone else playing Iron Man? Like no. I, I tried to think about it, and I can't. Uh, who, who else could you cast that would do... I think you. Um, I'm sure it can be done, but just like off the top of my head, I have no yeah. idea. And and I, I think you know, obviously that was true for the Joker, and it's been true for uh, plenty of other characters that have been recast. James Bond, they do it all the time. Uh, I think what you do is you, because Robert Downey Jr.'s version of Tony Stark is not the definitive Tony Stark. There are versions in the comics that are not quite like that, where they're more sulking, or you know, they're they're um, they're more business like and things like that. Uh, more of a dick, maybe, you know, like really having be somebody that clashes with Captain America more. Uh, I, I think that's what you do. I think you not only recast the character, but style Tony Stark a little bit differently um, and well, really say to. like, yeah, yeah, really say like, OK, 
you know, the audience is not stupid. They understand that Robert Downey Jr. is too old or doesn't want to keep doing this his whole life. So we're going to tell you a slightly different story with a t- slightly different Tony Stark, uh, but not waste your time by by rebooting this character or anything like that. Um, yeah, I, I think that's what you do, you know, or or you just write him out of a movie and then come back with a different actor and everybody kind of goes, okay, you know, <laughs> I, I would rather they keep making good movies and not reboot the, sh- the whole series than so um, then just sort of give up. I think they'll be all right. Yeah. Man, I wonder if I'm going to buy anything on Blu-ray this week. DVD releases and Blu-rays. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, you are. You're gonna Am buy. I? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, first, you're going to buy Cloud Atlas. Oh, yeah. Uh, that'll be first on your list. Is there a four-hour edition that I can enjoy? Uh, you know what? The truth is there isn't anything on here about there being an extended cut. Um, I bet there's got to be deleted scenes. I, I, I almost would want to rent it. Obviously, you mm-hmm. can't. But only because I would want to see the special features about the makeup and all that stuff. Yeah. But I'm that, that probably won't be on the rental versions, uh, which sucks. Um, you're also going to buy Texas Chainsaw, the first movie oh, we saw in 2013. Mm-hmm. Isn't that? Don't you? You, you loved mm-hmm. that. In 3D. For my non-existent 3D Blu-ray player. Yeah, well, just in case in the future. You'd hate to miss right. a chance. Future-proof my collection. Uh, <laughs> Dexter Season 7 comes out this week. Um, Ghostbusters on Blu-ray. There's a Blu-ray release of Ghostbusters. Well, it's a 4K release. Yeah, it's a real Oh, yeah. yeah I think right. Spider-Man's coming For out, For all too. you 4K TV owners. Um, Is there even a 4K TV at like Best Buy right now? I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe. But probably not. There's also a 4K version of Spider-Man. Yep. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man. And Spider-Man. Uh, no, no, no. Just regular Spider-Man. Really? Both of yep. them, yeah. Tobey Maguire Spider-Man? Y- yes. Yes. Spider-Man. 4K. Yes. 4K. It wasn't even shot in high <laughs> Well, yeah, but... That's one of the biggest But it's all optimized time. for 4K Ultra HD TVs. Um, also, Top Gear Season 19, which I'm actually really excited for. I've seen little bits of that uh, that season. and um, I think the I town that treaded Sundown is coming out, and I think I'm going to get that one. The town that traded sundown. The dreaded sundown. It's like a precursor for slasher movies. Hmm. I'm not seeing it here, but that doesn't mean that it's probably further down. Yeah, I don't think it's a highly sought after Blu-ray. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's the that's yeah, everything fun. big. Uh, oh wait, no, I'm wrong. I'm missing one. Oh no, that's another 4K release. Never mind. Yep, that's everything. Nothing big. Nothing big. Nothing that I'll buy. Now it's time to find out what's happening in the world of movies with real news. It's real news! Well, we couldn't do an episode of this, especially for our 100th episode, unless I started with something sad. Oh, yeah, this one's a bummer. Yeah, this one really does suck. Uh, Ray Harryhausen died this week. Um... Which, if you don't, who, I don't know who doesn't know who <laughs> Ray Harryhausen is, but he he was he was big young into people. Yeah, well, we're young. We're also into movies. Younger people. Um, Ray Harryhausen was. Uh, I mean, he's like he's a he's a he's a um, like he's in the pantheon of film mm-hmm. science uh, uh, special effects. Uh, he did um, all kinds of stop motion stuff. If you've never seen Jason and the Argonauts, the skeleton fight, it's amazing. Um, My favorite movie, Army of Darkness. They. Purposely made the skeletons like that. Yep. Um, and he, there were all kinds of videos online this week that I watched the, just about him and people interviews with him. And he was a big, he was a close friend of Ray Bradbury's. Um, and there was this really great interview that, uh, or 
on Spiel the Ray Bradbury did, sort of telling the story of how uh, Harryhausen got into it and how much he loved King Kong and how that inspired him to basically, in his garage as a kid, start having like his dinosaurs and his and his little um, other animals fight each other and making these little short films. Um, he was just he was amazing. Yeah. Um, a big sort of took Stan Winston, who also we no longer have. Um, Stan Winston was sort of uh, I don't know if he was a protege, but like he was an inspiration for Stan mm-hmm. Winston to do everything that he did. Um, so yeah, he he was a he was a big name. The guy was important. Um, and it's, I mean, he was also crazy old. Uh, so good yeah, for like him. Yeah, like ninety two. So yeah, yeah, great yeah. life. Yeah. Um, so good for him. Yep. I don't know who else we have left between him and Stan Winston. <laughs> who? What? What big names do we have in si- in special effects anymore? Can be. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're F- right. Phil Tippett, Dennis Murin. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Good. So there's some guys out there. Yeah. <laughs> doing some good work. Always have somebody. Um, we also, you guys will be excited about the fact that Twenty Four is coming back to television. Yeah. Um, Boom. Yeah. Brad, tell us about this because I don't really, I, I don't. <laughs> you didn't read it as much as I did. Yeah. Uh, so Fox canceled Touch um, and decided they want to make more Twenty Four, uh, but they don't want to commit to Twenty Four episodes because uh, most TV series. Survive with 13 these days, and uh, so they're going to just do a 13-episode version of 24 somehow. And uh, they put it on FX, and it's more violent. That'd be awesome. That would be cool. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, but it's probably going to just go back to mainstream network Fox. And, uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I, I, part of the allure of 24 is that it is like a real-time hour mm-hmm. per, over hour over hour series, so I'm kind of like bummed that it's not exactly 24 episodes but there's not a lot of information yet so it could be you know 13 two-hour episodes which would you know they always did season premieres of four in a row so like it's it's tolerable to sit through that much in one evening i'm excited um is there something you would want out of it like is there is there something that the show left that you're like oh man i really want them to go back to this for a ninth season of 24 i would ask they not go back to CTU in another terrorist plot. Mm-hmm. Like, there's other detective stories you can do with Jack Bauer. Well, he, he went rogue at the end of the series, so... Yeah. So I think he if you had him... I don't know, yeah. Like maybe not, he's being hunted, I don't know. Yeah, maybe he's being hunted by some foreign faction, mm-hmm. and, like, there's no government... Like, he has no resources, because he's gone rogue. Like, yeah. he can't get back up from, you know, CTU or even uh, the CIA or the FBI, was it? Yeah, FBI. FBI. Um, or he could just do like an intimate story where, uh, you know, some kid's kidnapped and like he knows information. He has to track him down himself or something. Um, or yeah, something like that where he'd have maybe have to earn his way back into the trust of maybe the president's daughter's kidnapped and he goes in and no one knows who he is. And, you know, he doesn't have all the technology to help him. It's just him and his, you know, resourceability. Or maybe do a prequel thing. Prequel thing. Um, then you'd have to make him look younger. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I don't feel like uh, Sutherland's aged so much that yeah, could. That's probably true. Uh, but stylistically uh, and production value-wise, there might be a difference. Oh, I think because yeah. uh, around s- like season one and two. They saw they, the TV they, look to them. Well, and there's also like the editing. It was very strict to the theme of 24. Mm-hmm. Um like they'd have diversions. Yeah. Uh the the 
block stuff going always too, like or like the comic panels where they'd have like the time going and then there'd be people doing different things and they'd focus on one. They kind of went away from that at the end of the yeah yeah. I guess like, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even notice that. But I was talking more like stuff of like um, people would they would show people doing mundane things, you mm-hmm. know. Um, by the you know the last five seasons, it was like always like directly into the story. Well, and wasn't part of why that show got canceled because it was so expensive. Not yeah. necessarily the ratings were bad, but just because it yeah. cost them so much. Yeah. So it's something like a million something plus yeah. an episode. Are they are they gonna like drop the budget? I don't did, know. Did they say anything about that? I didn't read that. Um, I read something that said uh, it was suggested that um, they didn't understand why they canceled Twenty Four and then paid Sutherland as much as he got for Touch. Yeah. So it does. Yeah. It didn't seem like a like a cost effective. Yeah, uh, Cause, thing because studios, especially network studios, are dumb. <laughs> That's why. Um, also, no more CTU mole. Like it's out of nine seasons, there's like one in seven of them, <laughs> maybe even eight. Um, or yeah, yeah, eight seasons, seven seasons, and, the, and maybe even all. I can't remember. It's been a while, but yeah. that that trope needs to go. Like just break from the formula and do something completely unlike it, but with the character, you know. And like the other thing is the the twenty four hour format. Like other, if it's not in real time, it's it's just like die hard, you know, one man in an extraordinary situation. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like the tr- the 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 real time really sets it apart. But I mean, there know? also is no die hard show. So yeah. Well then, yeah. If you want to make a show, like get Bruce Willis. Like he'll do a lot of anything <laughs> these days. <laughs> just don't touch my fucking twenty four. Yeah. Yeah, um, I hear you. So, um, Warner Brothers bought the rights to Dungeons and Dragons this week uh, again. No, they didn't have it, but they're not the ones who made New Line made it. Yeah, New which Line is made Warner Brothers. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yep. Um, which I have seen that movie. I have. I have two. I've seen all three. Jeremy, <laughs> there's three movies. There are three Dungeons and Dragons, what? sir. And by the third one, no, no, no. It's only by the second one that it gets so bad that they. Um, they don't have special effects for the magic, so all they do is when somebody when somebody does magic, they just do like a, a block shot right around the person that that stops right about at their waist, and then they blur the bottom of the screen to make it look like the person's doing magic, but just out of frame below you. You know, mm. <laughs> like wow. it's re- it's really bad. This is straight um, to DVD. I, I oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like Sci Fi Channel. Gotcha. Um, but uh, if if one, it sounds like Warner Brothers might be trying to actually make like a fantasy. Uh, they give it to legendary pictures. Yeah, um, which I think I'm. If if they make the right kind of story, one that doesn't necessarily like, go get one of the books, like a Driss Stewart and book, and make that into a movie. I think that would be really cool. Um, if they try to make some really hokey, you know, this is what this is what kids you know think up when they were making their own. Oh, I'm gonna fight a dragon and I'm a dwarf and like just make it really bland. I think that would be very uninteresting. Um, so yeah, I would say just go to the books and make a fucking good movie. Anytime there's dragons, I'll probably see it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not a lot of good dragon movies to choose from. Yeah, and you know, with as popular as Game of Thrones is now, I think it's a good bet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as long as you actually get a script that's good and a recognizable and name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude, maybe people start playing Dungeons and Dragons again, and then I can get a group going. <laughs> Do you guys want to play Dungeons and Dragons? Sure, with me? James. I tried to play Dungeons and Dragons with some people at work, yeah. and they didn't like me playing because I was too ridiculous with my uh, creations. So, oh well, then you can't play with me. Yeah, no, no, no. Sorry. I like creativity. 
You can do whatever you want. Will you allow Rancor the Skullfucker to team up with you <laughs> with his huge dong fighting <laughs> fighting yes. demons? Um, yes. yes, but yeah. your huge dong either had better have armor on it or it's going to get cut off. My huge dong um, <laughs> wraps hey, up like a fire hose sex. and it knocked down a water tower to save the town. From the, from the goblins. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put yeah. a water tower in every single fight. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's what's Brad going to do today? He's going to whip out his dick and knock over that water tower. That's the only thing he knows yeah. how to do. And the townspeople grabbed onto it, and I reeled it back in. The and saved their lives, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, nice. you're right. You're not allowed to play in my game. <laughs> you play in my Dungeons and Dragons game. <laughs> yeah, what about Dungeons and Dragons fucking? <laughs> All right. And the very James, one. give us some news that'll the reinvigorate us. Last I think we're piece fading of news. Here. Yeah, the very last piece of news is that um bill mccain or john bill mccain john mccain is trying to get a, a well he's he's going to submit a bill this week to the senate um that is basically proposing that magical cable package that we've all wanted uh where you basically get a la carte channels um because of course the government owns the air through which all of television is uh is sent and so they're allowed to regulate things um it's a little bit weird. It sort of sounds to me like an old guy who's like, I only watch the Golf Channel and I don't want to pay for ABC Family. But the truth is, I only watch BBC America and I don't want to pay for the ABC Family. Uh, so I understand where he's coming from. Um, anyway, I, I think that this is, is going to be really interesting. If it if it actually happens and anything comes from it, um, that would be kind of cool because there are a lot of channels that I don't give a shit about. I support that idea. I just don't think we need to take up valuable uh, government time uh, making it laws and bills to do it. Oh, why? Are they going to do anything else? Uh, I wish they were doing other uh, things. Like this actually... is real nerds, not real political. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell uh, you who to vote for next election. <laughs> yeah, <back> you, Fred. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, a few years ago, Obama passed a, a, a law about commercials not being able to be louder than the show that, that, that they were during, you know? Because there was always that thing where you'd be watching a show and then all of a sudden the commercials would come on and it would be really, really you know, bad. Was always loud as that Big never, Mike Naughton Ford. That never really changed. Big Mike Naughton is Ford. <laughs> And only people in That's Colorado. That's a free ad. Let's take that out. <laughs> yeah. Um, only people in Colorado get that joke. Anyway, I yeah, I think it'd be cool. Because um, then I could I could subscribe to a channel like G Four, and maybe they would they would uh, Esquire. No, G Four, and maybe they would survive on my four dollars a month. Wouldn't <laughs> that be cool? Just natural competition should bring that out in the like in between the satellite and cable. Like, in order to like in- encourage customers to buy the service, like they should be just actively offering that. Like, right. People right. want it. They should be. I want to beat my competitor. But, Let me give them the, what they want. But the competition is to a place where, like, they all kind of are in ba- in a balance, and they all just sort of agree to the same thing, and so they don't do that because it's not in any of their favor. Like they they make enough money doing what they're doing now that they don't need to do that kind of stuff. Like they don't want to mess with it. What's that thing about collusion to where like all the people involved set the prices so they don't like, well, trip over each it's other? It's called collusion. Yeah. This collusion. I think yeah. it's something else. Um, it, they did it with some other industry. I can't remember what it is. Oil. Maybe it's oil. Because all of oil is the same. Cool. Yeah. Hey, James, you got a comic book for me this week? I do. What's up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner. And you know what else is wrong with America? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with America is that not enough people read stuff with Ben Temple Smith art. 
Uh, ben Templesmith is going to be at San Diego or at Denver Comic Con. He'll probably be at San Diego too, but who gives a fuck? Uh, <laughs> he's going to be at Denver Comic Con. He was there last year too. He's really cool. Um, he's one of the most interesting comic book artists that's out there yeah. right now because he paints all of his panels and everything. Um, well, and beyond that, like he he draws it and then paints it in, and it, like his his pages are just really works of art. I'm mean, not that other people aren't pretty but, horrific. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you've never read 30 days a night, obviously they made a movie out of it. That's pretty good. Uh, 30 days a night is, is a really creepy book with just gorgeous art. Like the way his art is kind of disturbing. It's got sort of this painted film noir style to it. Uh, if you don't know who Ben Templesmith is, just go find anything of his. It's all really Mm -hmm. good. Uh, I've never read fell, but I've heard wonderful things about fell. I've read it. Did you like fell? Meh. Meh. All right. (laughs) Still, um, uh, but yeah, go, good. Mm-hmm. go check out one of his books. 30 Days a Night is really great. And he also designed uh, the Cape Crusaders logo. So Oh, that's right. Yeah. So if you get a beer at Denver Comic Con called Cape Crusader, know yeah. that Ben Templesmith is the designer of that. And he recently did a book called Choker for Image as well. And check that out. Yeah. Very cool. Cool. This week, guys, we went and saw The Great Gatsby. We did. Um, James, should people go see The Great Gatsby? Um... Ah, oh, you had to start with me. Uh, so if The Great Gatsby had been filmed by somebody who is basically talentless like Brett Ratner, I think this movie would have <laughs> hey. been better. I like Rush um, Hour. I like Rush Hour too, but Brett Ratner brings nothing to a movie. And if somebody who brings nothing to a movie had filmed exactly what they had at their disposal, I think this movie would have been a, a, a cool drama with some really great performances uh, and some amazing visuals um, with a story that, of course, I already love because I like the book. Um, but no, you shouldn't go see Boz Lerman's Great Gatsby. Brad? Um, I'm actually going to say it's not a total atrocity or a disaster. Uh, there are some impressive parts about it, but um, um, it's a mixed bag. And uh, I think you can probably wait, at least see it on... A home video. Um, I don't know if rushing out to the theater is essential. Uh, yeah, I did not like it at all. There's uh, about a 10-minute part in the movie that I enjoyed, and then the rest, I'm like, fuck, this movie's long and boring as shit. Uh, here's the trailer that you've probably already seen 650 times like we have. I hope there's some obnoxious music, music yeah. behind the trailer. Yeah, here you go. Mr. Gatsby, I'd like to know. Exactly who are you, anyhow? Can't you see who this guy is? With his house, his parties, and his fancy clothes. We were born different from you. It's in our blood. Nothing that you do or dream up can ever change that. He had a grand vision for his life since he was a boy. I'm gonna fix things just the way they were before. Just you and me. No amount of fire could challenge the fairy tale he had stored up in his heart. Will you still love me when I'm no longer young and beautiful? Is all this made entirely from your own imagination? 
but I had the uneasy feeling that he was guarding secrets. I wish I had done everything on Earth with you. everything Honestly, my biggest problem with this movie is the stuff that I really liked about it. Um, well, I said that wrong. My problem is I really liked a lot of this movie, but so much of it gets in its own way. I think the first 20 minutes is edited so poorly, um, and then the, mm-hmm. the, the music is really obnoxious and intrusive. Um, the CG is poorly used and oh, way awful. too common. There's a um, part in it. I mean, there's parts in it where there's blue like tint on the actor's face because of the blue screen. Yeah. It's so annoying. And then it was really, do you notice it was like really grainy at parts? And yeah, I did. Like out of focus at some points. Because like they would they would cut from a sort of grainy shot of Tobey Maguire that's clearly real to then the back of Gatsby that they have CG'd in order to get like this cool contrast thing. So he would be smooth and, and it was just distracting. Like I don't know why, you know, Especially when the when the art production and everything is so beautiful, like the the costumes and the sets and all of the stuff that we're seeing that's real is so mm-hmm. great. Why you can't just put a camera there, have good actors reading good dialogue in a good story, and film it and leave it alone? But but Baz Luhrmann just to me it feels like he 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 thinks that he has to make like this really gorgeous like his film is like a painting and he has to add so much to it that this i mean he cgs way too much of this movie there's like a cg um uh leo leo dicaprio floating in a pool at the end where you're like why didn't you just film leonardo dicaprio floating in a pool like what is wrong with you i mean that's my biggest pet peeve sometimes with movies now is and you know when they're driving cars why is it cgi yeah just let them drive the car and the the the, uh, the, uh, just to me the movie was just so boring you know, for for the story that I think is interesting in the book, mm-hmm. for it to be told in such a boring way, yeah, is is really disheartening. And you know, you're right that Boz Lerman he gets in his own way. You know, when you first meet Daisy and the wind is blowing all those drapes, and and then it's yeah. all the uh, servants are like choreographed. It's just really distracting yeah. because it, you know the performances between. Uh, Carrie Mulligan and Leonardo DiCaprio and Amazing. Toby are not bad. Yeah, that's why I'm mm. saying like if if Brett Ratner had just had a camera just to the left of Boz Lerman, <laughs> you know, like he probably that probably would have been a much better movie. Like because especially Leonardo DiCaprio is like in the in the scene where Gatsby and Daisy first meet at at Nick's uh, Caraway's house. Um, like the way that Leonardo DiCaprio plays that character of like, you know, he's he's so commonly this. Um, 
I don't know what you know, aristocratic kind of dude. Mm-hmm. And then he just turns into this little boy, you know, and it's it like I can't help but like that character in that moment. I'm just like, oh, this is really is fun. He- like he's excited to meet this girl that he's in love with. And I I read that so well off of him. And that's just in the way he portrays it. Um, that if if it weren't for, you know, the the other stuff on top of that, if they weren't burying the performances under all this nonsense, it would have been great. And that's a part of the movie I enjoyed when he started falling in like re-falling in love with her. Yeah. You know, I thought every the movie was starting to hit its cylinders there. And yep. then it, it again, it just got in its own way and mm-hmm. it didn't need to be. Um, and I swear there was a part where it, where uh, uh, Joel Ellington's character Eddington, whatever fuck his name is, uh, he was talking to her in the back of the car, and he had his like Australian accent. I was like, hmm. "What the fuck is uh, going on that. here?" But and you, you notice Australian accents where you want. I know. To well, it's you know. Um, my my favorite scene in the movie is the the sort of reveal scene, you know, where they go to New York and they have mm-hmm. lunch, and and Gatsby wants her to say that he doesn't that she never loved him, um, because that scene is four, well, five five good actors in a room doing interesting subtle acting um and there's just a camera that just moves around and follows them you know uh and these these actors are just getting emotions out and things like that 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 to me was the best scene because that was really one where there were there were characters that i could relate to and i could i could i could feel bad for gatsby and it also feel like Daisy was being a bitch and also be you know watch thinking about how it is that nick carraway looks at all this stuff um, yeah, but sometimes too that stuff uh, gets distracting. He does what I call student film shots, like the shots through the fans and stuff is just really annoying. Mm, and you yeah. know, then it, you have to hear the <laughs> and then he was talking and you couldn't understand what he was saying at some points. And yeah, it, it's just silly. But it's, it, 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 it's more of his style got in the way of his substance. Agree. And yeah. Just, uh, come on, dude. Just shoot the movie because you're right. He had all this production value in it, but he's gonna tarnish it with goofy rap music and oh gosh and the music of that of that era is really interesting and fun and could, it is. could and and the reason why usually when people make a movie like this they use the music of the time is because it in, it it draws the audience into that time period and really makes you feel like you're there but instead it just pulls you out when every time you drive by a car full of black people there's suddenly rap music in the background you're like what what is going on like why did you do that you know when we were they're showing the previews of what was playing at the Alamo this month. Yeah. And uh, his Romeo and Juliet came on and I was like, oh, that's right. This is why I don't like this guy at all. Yeah. Because he has, he also has his actors read lines weird. Yeah. Um, kind of fake. Uh, I, I don't know how to describe it. it. It's something that's in his movies where his, the actors read lines differently than they would in a normal movie. I, um, I think the script for this movie is also pretty messed up. Uh, having having so much of it be, you know, obviously the book is narrated by Carraway, um, but having so much of it bounced out to this like weird future time mm. um, that that really doesn't give us anything. He's um, morbidly I, I an alcoholic. Yeah, and I don't remember that from the book. Like, yes, he's narrating it, but and the sort of rule of thumb when you take writing classes is that anytime you're anytime you have a narrator, anytime you have something written in first person, the story is immediately about them, um, which is very true of Great Gatsby. Uh, you know, I think that's part of why he does it the way he does. The The best thing about having the narration there is that it means that when you get to the end, you can basically have Nick Carraway read the last paragraph of the book, which is beautiful. Like that last paragraph is 
some of the best writing in the last 200 years, especially out of America. Like, it's great. Um, and so much of what that book is about. But it means that as you're telling the story in the movie, or, you know, as you're telling the story, you keep pulling us out, killing your momentum, and then having this little scene where it's like, remember, he's writing this. Yeah. Like, there's no point to it. Like, that story doesn't really go anywhere. Um, it just halts your momentum completely. Uh, uh, yeah. Brad, you haven't chimed in. What do you think? Oh, you guys going to let me talk? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, well, here's the thing. Just kidding. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Uh, yeah, for me, uh, I actually thought the 3D is what really diminished this movie for me. Because we saw it in 2D, but they went through so much trouble to cut out layers and separate it for 3D that when they reassembled it in 2D, it just looks flat. And it, it also makes the performances look flat. Hmm. Um, it was all this great production value is just like squashed and is made boring to look at. Uh, the beginning, the opening with all the musical numbers is terrible. Uh, it's all this flash, no substance. Um, you know, it's supposed to look good, but I, I'm having trouble following whatever's going on. It's all like spliced together. Here's this one scene. Here's another scene. Here's more terrible music. Uh, it's all updated and modern, which, you know, you can, um, style blend all you want but yeah um you still got to tell a story um what else was i gonna say yeah, that, that editing where, where they were like you know you, i i never felt like we were ever getting a shot it was like we were always fading into the next shot in that first 20 minutes when they were doing all that you mm-hmm. know all that nonsense at the beginning yeah. like i i agree with what you're saying it's just so chaotic and then finally by the middle i'm finally kind of settling in the story because there's nothing like crazy or extravagant going on. There's actually like a drama unfolding. Right. Um, and then I kind of passed out because <laughs> I was <laughs> so bored really? with uh, like, I, I actually felt like the acting wasn't that great. Like oh, yeah. they didn't know what to do and they felt like they were on a green screen most of the time. Mm-hmm. And they looked like they were on a green screen a lot of the time. Um, and then I woke up kind of, well, I wasn't really asleep. I was doing that REM thing. Um, but when they were in the, uh, hotel in New York when they finally like have it out. Yeah. Um, and that's like from then on, I was kind of like, wow, this is actually kind of a really powerful story. Yeah. It's almost like Baz Luhrmann was like, I'm going to start the movie with all the great flashy stuff that I love. And then by the end of the movie, he just kind of ran out of ideas and just told a normal story. Yeah. <laughs> with some yeah. like, you know, it's still kind of over the top production value, but it's not as flashy and garish as the beginning. You know, it actually settles into, you know, interesting drama. And, you know, the end was impactful, but it's yeah. unfortunately mired by all that came before it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the know, last, it lost me early on. The last hour of the movie reminded me why I like that story so much mm-hmm. and why I like those characters and why I really want to go back and watch Robert Redford's version because I bet it's way better. No, well, I, I know, know it's, I know it's way good. better. I, I've seen it. I don't think it's, I don't think it's bad. Um, it's just, it's just, you know, certainly not what I would have wanted. Somewhere between the two is what I want out of a Gatsby movie. I heard it might be the uh, one of those unfilmable books where, yeah, it's hard. Well, because yeah, I mean, you th- you have a Nick Carraway narrate it, but it's yeah. about Gatsby. I mean, you're trying to find the right balance is hard. And so much, so much of what is great about that book is the way that Nick, the, that it's written, the way that Nick Car- Carraway tells that story. Um, 
You know, that's why I said the great thing about this, the, the, the one really great thing about this script is that it found a way to let you read that last paragraph in a movie. Um, but it also found a way to make that kind of obnoxious by putting the actual text on the yeah, screen. Yeah, that was weird too. Like, yeah. Cause it's like he, he forgot about it for a while and then at the last like 10 minutes he's like, I'm going to just like, bombard you with it again. Oh yes, we beat on. And then you're just like, oh, I, man, you ruined that. Which I'm sure looks kind of cool in 3D. I don't know. I might. Yeah, I, I think this movie might look really cool in 3D, but again, it's just like in 2D, all yeah. squashed. And uh, I bet the opening credits are great in 3D. It's such a shame. Like, yeah, the I like that Art Deco mm-hmm. yeah. fonts and yeah stuff. It's just so many. So many of the the pieces, so many of the tools here are great, um, and yet. <laughs> So much of it is distracted. The, the beginning just screams like, holy shit, we're making like a great Gatsby movie and we can do all kinds of period shit. <laughs> and then halfway through it's like, oh yeah, we got to finish the movie. There's a story to finish and wrap up here. Well, let's just get it done. Oh, you know, I can put a flourish here. All right. Ten minutes later. Here's another flourish one that I recycled from earlier. And we're finally at the end. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Next week, we're seeing Star Trek Into Darkness. Yeah! That should be fun. Uh, you can call us, 720 Make it so. Huh? 100 episode, 101 episode next week. What? That'll be... I did a Star Trek joke. Yeah. Make did. it so. Oh, gotcha. Well, that, next generation. That'll but. be episode one of phase two of, Star, of phase Real Nerds two Podcast. Phase two of Real Nerds Podcast. Uh, no, we're still actually on volume... What? Sorry. Yeah, we're still on volume two, because volume... Yeah. yeah. Um, volume two will end. You can like us on Facebook. Like thanks for everybody who liked us this week. We got a lot of new likes. Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, thanks to everybody who's bought a T-shirt. Um, Listen to the show in the last hundred episodes. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks to Brad and James for being on here. Eh. Tweet us and at not real underscore nerds. I know. I know. What, I know. <laughs> Email uh, us realnerds at gmail dot com. Now's a bad time, but I'm not. I'm not doing the show anymore. I'm done. Yeah, whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> um, this has been a Nebulous Visions production. Can't wait to do 100 more with or without James. <laughs> Come to the Oriental no, May 28th. I'll, I'll Come to the Oriental May 28th. You'll see the Real Nerds Pod Show. See us if, at Denver Comic Con May 31st to June 2nd. Uh, if you're listening to this in the next couple days, buy a shirt. Yep. Or miss out. Or James will shoot a puppy in the face. <laughs> whoa, whoa. No, <laughs> never. No, 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 no. Bye. Bye. Fuck you, Brad.